The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Whether you're a pistachio purist who loves the experience of cracking them open or you love the convenience of no-shell pistachios like myself, Wonderful Pistachios is the perfect healthy snack for when hunger strikes. And there are a bunch of tasty flavors to choose from too, like honey roasted, smoky barbecue, jalapeno lime, and more. Wonderful Pistachios is one of the highest protein nuts. Each one ounce serving has six grams of protein, giving you over 10% of your daily value. Visit wonderfulpistachios.com to learn more. afternoon if you're on the east coast good morning if you're on the west coast but the east coast is the best coast Absolutely. this is paper out i am ashley nicole moss brandon marshall is still on vacation somewhere in the world but don't worry i got my guys with me i got Corey holmes aka Corey in the cut i got woo in the west i got bc in the back yeah. um is marineville hill is marineville here today is he on uh, I vacation he, also? I think he's uh, not here right now. So oh, everyone's on vacation except for the people in this <laughs> studio. So there's that. Shout out to JP holding it down from the social front. He's Absolutely. on the West Coast, the, the weak coast, but I'm going to give him a pass on that. We have a lot to get into. It's draft day, folks. It's it draft is. day. It we uh, no big. I'm hoping I see some nostalgia and I see some like big suits and <laughs> zoot suits. Uh, now you know Shout out to 2004. You know, these two's getting tighter and tighter every year. I, don't I know. know One thing I do, though, I always they turn love... turn into shorts. I do love <laughs> seeing the fashion. I'm very interested in what, what Wemby's going to wear, what oh. some of the dra- top draft picks are going to wear. It's a lot of um, material, isn't it? Yeah, but he, he, has, a very, <laughs> he has a very European fit. He does, so though. he um, shouldn't have a problem wearing finding a suit. It's just mm. going to be a whole lot of fabric. Right. We have a jam-packed show also. We have D-Jack joining us in a little bit. We're going to talk football. We have Antoine Walker joining us later in the show. We're going to talk all things basketball. There's a lot of trade rumors. It is officially the NBA offseason, so we're going mm. to have a lot of those. Um, and football season is right around the corner, but we're also going to get into news of the day. So, um, I'll kick things off. You want to kick it off? I'm going to kick it off. News of the day. As you guys know, Marcus Smart was traded last night, late last night, um, as the Celtics Mm. literally tried to Mm -hmm. bring it down to the final hour. They had until midnight to make the deal official. Mm. It looked like at one point the deal was going to fall through. Then they were able to make it happen, but we'll dive into that with Antoine. What's really was kind of taking Twitter aback and had them, you know, conversing about what the hell was this, was that just hours before the Boston Celtics released a um, hype video featuring Marcus Smart, calling him the heart of the Boston Celtics, the defensive powerhouse, and then just hours later traded the man for Kristaps Porzingis. Um, That is wild. It's a cold say. world. J. Cole said so, it best. Cold so world, cold. no blanket. Like, what the hell? Right. That is. That yeah, that's sucks. cold. That's cold. Do you yeah. think... Now, granted, listen, the social team probably does not know who's getting traded, who's not getting traded. Right. So I'll give him a pass on mm-hmm. that. But, like, somebody saw that. You know, the higher-ups definitely saw that 
be released into mm-hmm. the Twitter space, the social media world, and um, still didn't say, you know what, maybe not. Let's right. not do this. We, I, I'm sure he's were, on the chopping I'm block. I'm sure they were praying that that initial trade had went through. They were like, all right, come on, like Clippers, yeah. Lester Brogdon, he's going to be in good shape You know, when you need him. <laughs> let's, yeah. just, let's just allow this trade to go through. I mean, we don't we don't want to we don't want to really execute our plan B here, you know? Cause yeah. We just uh, we just showed them some love on our Instagram, our Twitter page, right? But yeah, yeah, no, it's, like you said, it's a cold world. Cold world, no blanket. J Cole said it best. We'll dive into that trade a little mm-hmm. bit more. Um, I'm not the biggest fan of it. Yeah. Um. But you know, we'll see. Got it. I mean, oh, and a correction. Shout out to Christy O, Boston Celtics fan. Um, it wasn't a hype video. It was a showing love to Marcus Smart video, which makes yeah. it even worse. I know, right? I'm like, yeah. Truthfully, it would have been better that if it was a hype brutal, video. Right? Yeah, it's, it's I know, a little. I mean, it's, yeah, it's kind of weird that it turned into more, more so like a, for, a farewell video. Like, I just hope he didn't get emotional during the video. No, yeah. but like for me, I'd probably be somewhere watching that. Like, man, I love my team. Mm-hmm. I love my squad. Right. I love Boston. That's what I'm saying. Looking you know, look at this video, y'all. Year. Look what they did for me. And yeah. then next thing you know, life comes at you real quick. And you're like, oh, all right. God. Boy, woke up a grizzly. Woke up a grizzly. <laughs> that's crazy. We'll dive into that with Antoine, how he thinks that's yeah. that's going to work. Mm-hmm. Um, I did see someone say his veteran leadership might do Ja good. For sure. Yeah. You know, we'll, you know, we'll dive see, into yeah, it. We'll yeah, dive we'll, into we'll, it. Corey, we'll what, what yeah, news we'll of the day do you want to share? Yo, so listen, I want to get y'all's thoughts on this, or at least how it looks. The Lions introduced an alternate helmet for the 2023 season. So, you know, they have like their traditional white uniforms, their traditional blue uniforms. They, you know, they also have those gray uniforms that they typically rotate in. So these um, are the helmets that they'll use when they uh, are in those alternate gray uniforms. I mean, it, what is it? Yeah, it's it's all right. You know, like what would you rate this one to ten though, Ashley? Like, like a three. It look the the. Why does the lion look like that? Right, it's so far from like the. It's so Detroit like Lions geometric. Logo. Like that lion's not intimidating at all. Uh huh. And what I said too is that I honestly would have liked them to do maybe like a gray helmet. Wouldn't a gray helmet would have made more sense here? What do you think? It might have. I do like the blue, well, but the I mean, lion is you know, rough. You know, I do I, like the. I guess I see the, what they wanted to do here. You know, I do I like guess, the matte though. The matte gray's dope. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because I guess aren't there? I'm, I'm, I'm trying to actually remember. Aren't there traditional? Aren't there regular helmets gray? Regular I believe it's gray with silver, a blue stripe down the middle. Okay, so right? I see what they did here. They wanted to go with a blue helmet, but I don't know if it works. I don't mind the color. Really? It's the logo that's pissing yeah. me off. Like, can we throw that logo back up? What is that? That yeah, lion just looks rough. Well, first of all, it, why is the lion so stretched out? <laughs> yeah, I've seen hieroglyphics better than you that. You know what? That's actually what it, it looks That looks like what it looks like. It looks like the Sphinx at um the, <laughs> what is the hotel in Vegas? Um, um, MGM? The M- no, it's not the MGM. There, there was actually a Sphinx, a, a pyramid, at the ho- in a hotel in Vegas. Is it um, the MGM? I think we have uh, Deshaun. Luxor. Right? The Luxor. Deshaun, that's what it looks like. Is Deshaun? I think Deshaun's on, right? DJ. Yeah, we got him. We got him. There we go. Hey, DJ. Are you, What's can you going hear us? on, man? What's going on, boss? How you feeling? I'm feeling great in yourself. Top of the morning, man. Doing all right. Doing all right. Listen, we were just giving our, our thoughts and reactions to the Lions, like, new ultimate helmet. Did you get a chance to see it? I don't know if you saw it on the broadcast. Yeah, I did see it, man. It's uh, interesting, man. It, 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 like, the line looked kind of off deck, man. Right. Yeah, you see the hieroglyphic on the side <laughs> well, of the helmet? Well, some of the, some of the gi- um, giants, sorry, sorry, sorry. Yeah, yeah. what was that? Um, some of the Lions fans in the chat say, that they're giving us a history lesson. Apparently, it's the 1950s logo. So it's the Henry Ford um, 
Detroit Lions logo, but you know what? Some things are left better in the past. I think so. there's a reason we moved on. I'm the, yeah. I'm the, it's a reason <laughs> right. it's not the 1950s anymore. So I, I, I get the history. Um, thank you guys for that history lesson. I was not familiar with that. Um, that has not changed my feelings about it. What about you, Corey? Uh, yeah, no. I'm still still feeling the same. Like yeah, I said, I, I, think I don't I, understand I what they're trying to accomplish like with that. What they're trying to accomplish. <laughs> say, say that again. What you said? I said, I'm just curious on what they're trying to accomplish. I know they're saying it's a throwback in the old school, but yeah, I, I don't know what type of line that is. That's my right. question. I mean, it's yeah. like a stretched out Jaguar almost. <laughs> and, then, and then I want to know. More if like a like cheetah, right? Like with the yeah, two maybe. box behind the lion. Like what was that about too? Like the two random rectangles behind it? Um, it had, if, we throw the, if we throw the graphic back up, it says it is designed symbol. to celebrate the 90th season of the Detroit Lions. Oh. Seems like a lot of logos got updated, right? Like right, we had the, the Browns, Browns one. The, I, I'm, I, I like the Browns logo. I'm, I'm more so. So much meaning so behind it. I'm going to tell you one thing. You know who never needs to update their logo? Because when you see the star coming, you know what it means. Basic. Just saying. Just saying. We've never had to touch our logo. You know, the star's been the star because you know what time it is. Anyway. It's a pretty boring logo if you ask yeah. me. I don't know. Your, 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 your logo's a what? dolphin. Like what? the least intimidating <laughs> animal that you could possibly have. Amen. Like the eagles are a predator. The star is like you're, you're, you're the general. You're the sheriff. You're the main guy. Yours is a dolphin. I guess. Like, what does a cowboy sign have flips. to do with a star, though? I'm curious on how that symbolizes the cowboy. The star is Dallas. That's the star is on their flag. Yeah, it's, I get it. But the stars are bright in Texas. It gotta be a star. What's that gotta do with a cowboy, though? Man. What do you mean? Cowboys had stars on their little boots, the little spinner the little, things. Uh, spur. The spur. spur, yeah. Spur so got more points than the star, don't okay. it? Yeah, whatever. Yeah, you know why we're the star? Because we're number I one. Guess. We're number one. We're the best. And when you're the best, I, you're the star. You're the brightest star that there is. I, you know I what I mean? Um, <laughs> listen, another news of the day is everyone is very much um, on pins and needles waiting to see what happens with this submarine that is hmm. down in the Atlantic Ocean, about up below 12,000 feet mm -hmm. below the Atlantic Ocean. Um, that's about over two miles deep. Um, last time it was reported was that they had less than a day's um, amount of oxygen left. Yeah, yeah. Right now, I think it's half a day's worth of oxygen left, if that. It? it may yeah. be like eight hours. Oh my goodness. Um, they, it was also reported that there is probably frost um, developing on the inside of the submarine, which you can expect that deep down. The sun doesn't get down it's that low, down so it's cold down there. They're also saying that they've probably run out of food by now. Whatever food was on board, they have probably run out. So it's a frantic, a frantic, frantic um, push in this 11th hour to try to go ahead and rescue these people. It is being said that it is still a search and rescue. Um, so that is... Optimistic. They're optimistic. They're hoping for the best, and we're all hoping for the best. This story has been crazy. I mean, DJack, have you been following this? Like, isn't this isn't this nuts? Yeah, definitely, man. It's uh, for me, anytime you you go deep down in the ocean, I mean, you know, you you never know what could happen. I I try to stay, you know, in, in my eyes that I mean, yeah, it's, it's just mind bothering. Honestly, I, I hope they can be found. Uh, you know, but yeah, I, I honestly, all you can do is cross your fingers at this point. I mean, you really don't have a lot of words for it. You just hope that, you know, they can be found and return to their families. I mean, that's just mind bothering for me to, to know somebody's 
and missing them. But, but you know, like I said, it's still hope. So hopefully they can be rescued to their family. And you never want to wish anything like that on anybody. So we're just praying for them. It's actually very interesting also, like, when this, as the story has been developing, I have not realized how many people I know who have a phobia of the ocean. Mm. Oh, I have a big yeah, phobia. Yeah. Like, I, I, like I did not ocean, realize man. how many people in my life, whether like close or just associates or just people I'm like, I work with who have like a deep phobia of the ocean. And a lot of them are men. Yeah. Yeah. What, what is, what's like up with you, the phobia I, I, of the I mean, ocean? I've almost drowned like three times. Oh, have you? So oh, like as a kid, I was I was susceptible, I guess, or just in positions. I would go down to Jamaica, here, all kind of situations. So I just became terrified of it. I don't like big bodies of water. No. Wow. What about you, D-Jack? you have a fear of the ocean? I mean, yeah, my sister, she just tried to ask me to go on a cruise, like a week cruiser. I'm like, I, I, I can't do it. It's, it's something about, like, when I'm – not able just to get off of something when I want to get off it. Like, you know, sometimes in a plane, like if it's a too long of a plane, like I start getting antsy. Like I can't really do that. Like them 16 hour plane rides and oh, stuff yeah. like that. So for me, I just like to be in control. And sometimes like when you're just in the middle of the ocean, you can't see no land, I started losing it. But it's crazy to me that, um, you know, I've seen a few memes on Instagram and, and people always find a way to, to, to make fun of stuff. I've seen like a meme oh, we're crazy, talking about man. like, it was like a girl on on a uh, on a like a little jet trying to find their man. It was like, don't uh, right, right, come right, on, yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying that was crazy. Like how people play with events now. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Nobody it's takes anything seriously. Yeah. Yeah, like it's just crazy. But I seen somebody send me that. It's like me trying to find my husband or find my man or something. It's just crazy. Like people play with stuff like yeah. that. But that's that really is wild. To me, yeah, I, I really I'm, didn't I'm even. I had made a joke about it like early on. I didn't realize how serious it was. But now that it's getting like serious, I'm just like, oh no, that's not. It's not. You know, these people belong to people. You know, their their husbands sure. and mm -hmm. kids and you know things like that. Corey, do you have a fear of the ocean? Listen, I'm, I've always been quick to put on like a Netflix documentary on the ocean and whatnot, but like I, I keep it, you know, I, I keep it there, right? Like I can only look at something that, that has to do with the ocean. When it actually comes to hopping on the boat, I'm kind of the same as DJ. Like hopping on the boat and going into the middle of the ocean? No. Like that's not even talking about, that's not even talking about like scuba diving and whatnot, but I can honestly say I, I want to get over that fear though. Do you, wait, so when you go to the beach, you just stay at the shore? You don't go? Yeah, no, I'm just putting my feet in the water. I might go like a couple feet out, you know? So where you can waist stand. Deep. Yeah, waist deep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like, and, and I'm a good swimmer too. Like, but I, I, if I'm swimming, I'm swimming in a pool. I'm not, I'm not swimming in really? the ocean. Yeah. But like See, I said, I want to get over that fear though. I want to get over that fear and go like maybe deep sea dive. I don't, it's fascinating to me how many men I know have a fear of the ocean. Like it's not a lot of women that I know who have a fear, it's mm -hmm. all men. Yeah. And I will say that um, for me, right. I don't have a fear of the ocean. You would go deep sea diving, you go like- I would do that, I would go scuba diving. I've actually in the Bahamas, like I've been on a, I've taken a boat from Miami to the Bahamas. The boat has docked in the middle of the ocean and I've, sw I've jumped off the boat. What? and swam from the boat to the shore to get to the beach instead okay. of having the boat like dock really close i've right. jumped out and swam probably the I'm distance of like here from the parking lot really okay yeah like the beginning like here to I the front to, parking I lot that. I, I used to have that when i was younger i don't got it in me no more <laughs> yeah right i mean i'm, I'm 30. Was, I've, I've always been like that though yeah, i've I'm, the I'm ocean i feel I like 10 12 <laughs> like you talking about a, a different Man, once them sharks, all you, you see these reports of sharks killing people and biting people, like, I'm yeah. cool. I don't have that same 
I'm cool. I don't have that same confidence no more. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. I just, for me, like, I've always just felt like the ocean is like, I've always felt like safe in the ocean. Like, safe? It's very weird. Yeah. I know. I've Shit. always you, felt you, at you, peace, at calm. You must be a mermaid. You. I must yeah. have been a mermaid in a past I'm life. Like, 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 I have absolutely no fears about the ocean. Really? Like, I can go deep. So on, on, I can on that scoop, swim, I can on do that all swim that. where you said you were in the Bahamas and you swam the shore and whatnot, you didn't look, you didn't look down. No, I was just, I was, I jumped out, like jumped off the top of the boat. I jumped into the ocean and I was just swimming. And sometimes I would stop and like float in the middle of the ocean and just chill. And then I would start swimming again. Like I have, I don't know. I have no fears. See, of, I have no fear of the ocean. That's what's going to do it for me. Cause when I, when I'm in the ocean, I'm not going to be able to fight the urge to actually try to look around <laughs> and, and, and observe my surroundings. And that's, what's going to do it for me. I'm I, nah, uh -uh, can't do it. Listen, we all come from water. I feel connected to water. You feel connected. Oh, we start, God. we started our life in water. You realize that, right? I guess. It's our body is made up mostly of water. Water is the essence of who we are. No, you have right. to just watch Avatar the way of water. It will change your mindset. Maybe you'll get over your fear. I don't know. Man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, move, moving on, <laughs> moving on. I want to ask y'all, who y'all putting your money on? Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg? Because Elon Musk says he's up for a cage fight against Zuck. <laughs> who, you, who, you, who you guys got in the cage match? Elon, Elon Musk or Mark Zuckerberg? Zuckerberg. <laughs> Neither of them look like Zuckerberg. they have hands, if we're going to be honest. No, but Zuckerberg's been training uh, uh, jiu-jitsu for the last six months. Oh, I'll go with so him. So I'll then. give him the upper hand. I don't know if Elon is training anything. I don't know. I, I, like, I like Elon, man. For some, for some reason, even though Zuckerberg has been training, Elon Musk is like, he got that swagger. It's like he's always in the media. He's always controversial. He's always talking shit to somebody. So mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I, I like my eyes on, on my boy Elon, man. Like, like he might have a little more dog in him, yeah. Yeah, yeah he got that dog. Yeah, yeah. he got that dog in him. <laughs> you know, he, always tweeting, in five. he always tweeting something. He always, you know, he always mm -hmm. saying something crazy. Man. Right. Elon, I don't know. Zuckerberg, like, like. Andrew said, like, he's training jiu-jitsu and things like that, so I'll give him a little bit more technical. Elon looks like he just, he would play dirty, like he bites people. <laughs> He'll say scratch Elon, you. Elon play like, like yeah, Elon Mark, looks like he bite, he's a biter. Mark don't look like, look at Mark's face, too. He look like he Yeah, his face is crazy. crazy. <laughs> I don't know, but Mark but also looks like he's somebody, he, he might get a little scared once, once. Like Why do said, they want to fight each other? some pressure on him. Huh? Why do they want to fight, fight each other? Because they're because they're both rich and they could just do that. It's an know? even fight, right? Billionaire yeah. versus billionaire, yeah, right? Billionaire versus billionaire. Why not? <laughs> I just wish that people with a lot of money would just chill. You mm. know what I mean? Like a lot of the things that they get themselves into could be avoided if you just chill. Can I tell you guys? If I were a billionaire, you would never see me again. Mm. Like, ever. The only people who would see me were the people that I wanted to see me. I would be on some island somewhere 24-7, and if I wasn't there, I'd be, there like, in go. Europe shopping or in New York visiting my family, my old stomping grounds, all that down here. My Like, I would be living a life of stress-free luxury. You would never see me. You couldn't. I wouldn't have Twitter. I don't even think I'd have Instagram. Like, I would just be living life. Why is that not good enough? Because if you don't have billionaire friends, then what's the point? We can have billionaire friends, but like, why are two billionaires wanting to cage fight each other? Like, just chill. I don't know. Maybe because they could do everything else. Yeah, yeah, it's entertainment. Right. Ridiculous. I yeah. would just be chilling, bro. I'd be like Batman. I would only come out at night. They're probably at the point now where they be <laughs> Batman. Batman. He was no, I would be did it. I would be Bruce Wayne by day and I'd be Batman. I'd probably be just like, you wouldn't even, I just have to take on a whole new persona. 
<laughs> you know what I mean? All right. Well, hey, listen, moving on. How about this, DJ? NFL and NFLPA award funding towards research regarding alternative pain management. Now, they're actually committing a half a million dollars to med researchers at the American Society of Pain and Neuroscience and Emory University. Right. So they're also with, you know, in this research, looking at the, the benefits and effects of CBD. Right. And we also mm -hmm. know that, you know, as of late, leagues are starting to, you know, lighten up on their policies, you know, with, you know, regarding marijuana and whatnot. Is, is it about time that the NFL is really starting to look into this stuff? Because guys seem to, you know, be using these types of things for recovery. But now it looks like the NFL is starting to, to really, uh, uh, you know, recognize that and put some thought into, into the research. What are your thoughts on this? Yeah, my, my thoughts, now, honestly, I, I feel like it's definitely overdue. I feel like, um, you know, the NFL is one of the most physical sports in all the sports. And, uh, you know, you have a lot of injuries that go on, you know, year in and year out, you know, off season. Um, for me, I think players really should take into what they're putting into their bodies, first and foremost. You know what I'm saying? When you have injuries or you have surgeries, you know what I'm saying? They're, they're so quick to, you know, subscribe you with, all these pain medicines, all these, you know, uh, inflammation, you know, meds. And, and for me, I've never been a, a big person on taking those type of medicines. You know, I like to always go the natural route. Um, even if I have a slight headache, like I never really like to take, you know, headache pills or, you know what I'm saying, pain medicines for that. So I think just her herbals and, you know what I'm saying, other things as well to, to put into your body so you can stay healthy and to stay rejuvenated, I think is a great thing. And I, I'm glad to finally see them, you know, putting more research into that to to letting these these players know that there's other things you can take besides the over-the-counter uh, pills and stuff like that, you know, because a lot of that stuff messes with your liver. Um, it can affect your heart, you know what I'm saying? Uh, you know, it, it just just realize every time you take a pill or take some medicine, it's always the, uh, the signs that what things could happen to you if you did take it or you used it. So... For me, I'm I'm all in with the natural stuff, and hopefully they're doing research to make sure these these players are taken care of. Because mm -hmm. you know, longevity is the key. You know, Absolutely. and the longer you can, you know, be healthy, the longer you can live is is, is what it's for. Absolutely. Yeah, I agree with that completely. I'm somebody who also tries to, you know, go the natural route as much as possible. I think that when you really do the research, food and and natural things like tea and herbs and um can really like change your body for the better versus going to man-made medicine um i think that also the underlining effects of just being pumped up with so many man-made medicines you know to go out and and do your job also have other effects people develop addictions mm -hmm. i mean opioid addiction is a huge crisis in this country mm -hmm. and the more that you are exposed to op opioids when there are other routes to alleviating pain, the higher probability is for you to develop an addiction to it. And I think that that's something that's also, you know, have has been ignored because you're looking at, okay, we pump up with this, he can go out there and play, sure. But like DJAC said, there's a lot of things that cause harm to your body, but there's also things that ca cause harm to your mental as well. So I'm glad that the NFL took them a little while to get here, right. but that they're starting to look at alternative ways of of rehabbing and um, bettering the health of their athletes versus, you know, um, man-made medications, so. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, I, I'll tell you what, um, there's, an, there's, there's a guy that, that, that certainly practices a lot of alternative methods really to, to make sure he's at his best Is it self. Aaron Rodgers? I, yeah, Aaron Rodgers it is. Yeah, Aaron Rodgers. Ayahuasca, baby. This past weekend, he actually spoke at the Psychedelic <laughs> Conference in Denver. I think that was a, a perfect conversation to segue into this, this one. Um, he says, it's going to be hard to cancel me uh, because previous year, 26 touchdowns, four interceptions. We had a good season. Then he said he incorporated ayahuasca, 46 touchdowns, five interceptions, MVP. I mean, yeah, Aaron Rodgers, he might be somebody who advocates, you know, you know, is an yeah. advocate of some of that research as well, right? Well, if you've actually done the – I actually – it was so funny. I was actually watching a documentary. It was from 2018. It was a guy from the New York Times, and he was exploring psychedelics and how they have been given a negative – um reputation as you know destroying your mind and things like that but when actually used correctly they have been scientifically proven in multiple different studies to actually alleviate a lot of the things that people take man-made medication for so um you know things like shrooms and ayahuasca and other you know things like that even things like lsd if used correctly and not used in abundance have been shown to alleviate a lot of things that people deal with so I'm not mad at this at all. I think that people really need to start looking at other ways of alleviating pain and alleviating, you know, the stresses of life and and taking care of their bodies. No one's saying to not, you know, acknowledge pain and things like that, but there's more than one way to get to um you know, not feeling discomfort. Mm -hmm. And I think that Aaron Rodgers, you know, being so vocal about this, a lot of people will say he's a hippie and things like that. But if you actually do the research, there is a lot of um, science behind that. So yeah. I'm not mad at it at all. Be yeah. vocal about it. You mad at Aaron Rodgers, DJ? Or like like what he's doing? No, I, I definitely feel like, uh, you know, I like what he's doing. Uh, you know, just challenging, you know, people to, to be better. You know what I'm saying? And that's what life is about, learning learning from it. You know, you got research to learn from it. As long as you implement it into your everyday life, I think eating healthy, you know, kind of speaking with Ashley said and like what I just said a little earlier ago, eating healthy and the things you put in your body is obviously better for the longevity of your career. You know what I'm saying? And, and working out and drinking the teas and, you know, mm -hmm. I, I'm more like on a Dr. Sebi wave, you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying? Like they don't want you to know all the natural stuff you need to eat and put in your body because they want you to put all the, stuff that they're putting over the counters, you know what I'm saying? So it's just find out the natural stuff, put the natural stuff in your body and, you know, just try to stay away from all the other nonsense out there. I actually really want to try ayahuasca. Yeah. Like I, I would do, I would try that. To see, it's like, a drink, right? Yeah, it's yeah. like a tea. a tea. Now you have to mm -hmm. do it under like the, the, the guidance of like a, I don't know what an ayahuasca person's called but you can't just shaman a shaman thank mm. you yeah. you, have, you have, to have to do it under the guise of a shaman because yeah. they know how to actually like administer it and things like that and like you don't do it by yourself but i absolutely would try that and that's like specific to a region in the world right like i believe it it's South like a America. mayan i think it started in like the mayan area so like so chile America, and right? like Central south america, america. i believe yeah. that but I, I don't think you have to go to south america oh. to do it i believe you can do it it, wherever there's a shaman and I, but I would absolutely try ayahuasca. It's supposed to like bring you to a level of enlightenment. You're not afraid of the hallucinations or anything? No, nah, bring on the hallucinations. That's make me hallucinate? I don't know, man. Yeah, it's yeah. over. I ain't messing with it. Yeah, you, yeah, you, you leaving it alone, DJ? I ain't messing with it, bro. I, I, don't I feel... really don't like to. 
I don't like to try new things. Like if I ain't already tried and I don't know how it's gonna make me feel, I'm cool. People yeah. be like, try this or do this. I'm like, if I ain't already did it, I'm 36. If I ain't already did it by right. now, there's no point in me doing it. Oh, come <laughs> on, D-Jack. That's no way to live. Oh, I don't Listen. feel like the hallucinations are gonna make me, you know, be like Jim Jones, might, drink the Kool-Aid. Like It mm-hmm. might take you on a trip that you don't want to go on. And I'm more yeah, than or it could be a trip I do want to go on. It's a 50 50 shot, DJ. <laughs> what if the true, version of you doesn't come back, though? Right, exactly. You mean I come back in a lightened version of myself? No, what if yeah, you come like, back? Here like, you go. You're like, worse. Yeah, yeah no. worse. You know why that won't happen? Because I have God on my side. <laughs> With no memory of life before then. Yeah, it's right? not erasing <laughs> your memory, like but just enlightening your. your your mind. Good, good luck. Let me know how that go for you. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> she gonna open up like a clothing store in Peru and never come back. Right. I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm gonna have uh, Brandon give me Aaron Rodgers' number so we can go do ayahuasca one time. Yeah. I want to see what, I want to see what the hype is. Yeah, no, we should film real. it for content. Paper out. No, that'd, that'd be some good content. <laughs> too. That'd be some good content. All right, listen. We're gonna talk about the Jets a lot today, but before we dive in really to the team. Uh, Jets wide receiver McCall Hartman gets a custom chain. Y'all got to check this out. It has 100 plus carats of VVS diamonds and it's a half a kilo worth of gold. And I think, yeah, we got like a little video of this. I want y'all, again, I want y'all to take a look at it. He he did his thing on it. I ain't going to lie. I ain't going to lie. Because they said his nickname is Jet. The, 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 the chain was to commemorate, obviously, his nickname and also him being a part of the Jets. All I see when what? I all I hear when that's, I see this him inside the jet. is uh, Gucci Mane, so icy. Yeah, what I know that's what that's the that's song all I hear. Over it. Yo, you approve? You approve of the chain, DJ? Heavy man, it's heavy. Yeah, that's super heavy. I'm, I, I mean, honestly, man, to each his own, bro. Uh, yeah. I, I think it's a very custom, uh, special piece. Um, will I wear it? I don't, I don't know if I wear it. It, it, it look cool though. I, I ain't hating on it. it look cool, but right. uh, that definitely it's a lot going on. But uh, hey, man. Yeah, you said it's a it's a hundred carats. Yeah, hundred plus 100 carats of VVS diamonds. Yeah, man, he 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 spent a hefty penny That's on that. That's what I'm wondering. Right I'm wondering here. how much that costs. It gotta be a plus hundred thousand. It gotta be more than hundred thousand oh, yeah. for sure. Yeah, yeah, I don't he, know. I mean, you know, <laughs> you straight your to neck him. wearing that one. Yeah. <laughs> how heavy is it? Did they say how heavy it was? It don't it don't really look that heavy though. I think yeah 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 I'd have to I'd have to search that up but but yeah no nah, uh, I mean I don't know Ashley how you feel about it you like it no <laughs> I, here's the thing it I personally I may be like the minority with this with women I don't know I don't like when guys wear chains like that yeah I like simple like just so, like, like what D, like what DJ yeah. has on right now is mm-hmm. like plenty like mm-hmm. those giant like flavor flavor chains are just ridiculous <laughs> to me like you <laughs> look ridiculous play. like uh, he doesn't like where are you wearing that like you're just bringing unnecessary attention are you asking for someone to like run up on you like it, it looks ridiculous now he could have left it alone without the giant chain in the middle and just the two planes on the side. It still would have been a lot, but it wouldn't been as much. Mm-hmm. But I just, I don't know. I feel like, I just feel like it's kind of like a waste of money. Like buying, it's not my money, so it doesn't really matter. But like for me, I think that when you're buying jewelry, you want to buy pieces that will appreciate in value. When you buy custom pieces like that, no one's ever going to wear that but you. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You're not uh, buying uh, like something simple. That's not simple, but like you're not buying something like a Rolex that you can like that will appreciate in value or a chain that will appreciate in value. You're buying something that's custom to you yeah. and will be worth nothing once you pay for it. Yeah. It's just not 
a, a so, good investment and it's also so just was, not attractive i don't know so so if that was your dude and he came home with a chain like that he was all happy and turned up what would you tell him I'd be like, can you get your money back? Because <laughs> first of all, first of all, if that was my guy, he wouldn't have even gotten in the first place because I would have known that's what he was designing. And I'd be like, uh, -uh. No, no, that's not, that's not, first of all, you're in the plane. Like you're literally in the plane. There's two planes, a giant plane, and you're in it. It's come on. Like enough is enough. The two planes on the side, I would have let him have his day with that one. The one in the middle, I would have had to veto. I just don't, I don't think it's attractive. I just feel like it's so just, Too ex much. it's excessive. Like yeah. I just, I've never been one of those girls who like those like massive chains, like mm. a little piece, earrings, a nice watch. Like I, the rest of it's just like, oh, it's gross to me. I don't, I don't know. know. I feel like sometimes you got to think there's a different generation coming up. And, we'll and there's a 22 year old girl out there that's like, well, good thing I'm 30. I love jets. Not my age demographic anymore, I guess. I think one of those small jets on the side was placed in the middle. If the chain was a little shorter, I think. Yeah, a little would, shorter. Yeah, yeah I, think, cool. I think that would have yeah. been. That did mm -mm. That. Yeah. But I'll counteract what you said. I, I think if he has it, in 50 years, if he still has a chain, he'll look at it and say, well, I was a Jet. I did that. That was my nickname. I don't think it I'll needs resale value the Jets value win on the that. Super Bowl, that make Well, he could. The, the diamonds will always be worth something. But I'm saying if he wanted to sell the piece, like the piece is not going to appreciate in value. The diamonds, you can always repurpose the diamonds and like take them yeah. out, make another piece or sell the diamonds off. Like at one, the diamonds will never lose value. Mm. But it's the piece as a whole if he wanted to like resell the piece oh hell no that no. it's worthless you can't sell that yeah, yeah. yeah the no. piece you know it's cra you know it's crazy though because when you when you ice out like like a watch right like i had a richard mini watch once you ice it out mm. it loses a value yeah so even though the diamonds hold value like when you ice out certain things it actually loses value like mm -hmm. i didn't bought plain jane watches and the value was crazy the minute you put diamonds on it they lose their value Dang. It goes, it's yeah. crazy. It just rolled off the lot. Yeah, that's the same thing with that's the same thing with cars. Mm -hmm. That's yeah. why I've never understood like buying like cars that in three years they'll have a like in the next year they'll have a different model. Like the only time you should actually buy a car is when you're buying like a collector's item because that will appreciate in value. The minute mm -hmm. you drive a car off the lot, it loses its value, and because the, the next model is coming out in six months. Mm -hmm. So cars are like one of the worst investments you can make unless you're buying like, like I said, collectors like a Thunderbird yeah. or a Bronco or like something that does yeah. not or something super rare like a Bugatti or the the Maybach of the Virgil one. Like that's only yeah. like a hundred of those made. But buying a regular G wagon off the lot cash not smart not a smart investment mm. unless you're a collector but like i agree with you like i wouldn't go and buy the g-wagon every year i would buy the one i like and then move on to another car so yeah yeah, yeah. it's not no value thanks for coming to our ted talk everybody <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> moving on but now, like i said we're going to talk more about the jets right so current jet safety jordan whitehead said that this jet situation is the same as when tom brady came to the bucks and I say that because Jordan Whitehead was a part of the 2019 Bucks, so that was the, the team that was there the year before. Well, the team the year before Tom Brady got there, they went seven and nine that year. And then, of course, in 2020, Tom Brady comes, and we know how that season ended, right? Tom Brady and the Buccaneers won the Super Bowl that year. So, like I said, Jordan Whitehead, he was with the Jets um, last year. He's here now with the Jets, and they've welcomed 
Aaron Rodgers. And he said, he describes the locker room, uh, uh, the feeling in the Jets locker room as deja vu, right? As, as he kind of reminisces on that experience that he had, you know, with the, with the Bucks in, the, in, in that, that time period from 2019, 2020. Are, are you believing all the hype in the Jets, uh, D-Jack? You know, are, are, is, is this really a team that we're going to be talking about, you know, come, come January and whatnot as a team competing for a Super Bowl? Yeah, uh, J- Jordan Whitehead, man, he's actually he's a heck of a player, man. Uh, when I was in Tampa, he was uh, he he was drafted there from Pittsburgh, and uh, you know I had a, a good chance to meet him and, and build a relationship with him. I feel like um, he he's definitely a, a veteran player. He's a guy that's been around, uh, you know, t- top football, and I think he's a good character, <laughs> a, a good judge on character, right? So I'm saying that to say, um, I definitely believe the hype. I feel like before um, Aaron Rodgers came to the Jets, he actually. Uh, not before he came to the Jets, but the Jet before the Jets acquired Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. the Jets already had a good team. So yeah. bringing in a guy like Aaron Rodgers to implement what they already have, I think they'll definitely be a competitive team. Um, now, about believing the hype, I still think they need to gel together. I still think they have a lot of work to do before everybody just gives them all the credit they, you know, they're asking for or, or deserving of. But uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how they do this year. Mm-hmm. They're in the AFC. I feel like the AFC has a lot of talent. A lot of great teams over there as well too. So, I, I definitely think Aaron Rodgers give them the, that edge over. I just don't know if um they'll be a Super Bowl team. Mm, interesting. Yeah. No. So. No, like, I don't think they'll be a Super Bowl team yeah. either. But I wish you know what. When I come back reincarnated, <laughs> I want to be a quarterback. The way quarterback like, it's amazing to be a quarterback. Like they just gas the hell out of you. <laughs> it oh, is yeah. amazing the way you are protected the pedestal you are put on it is absolutely the way that they go hard for you like that's incredible yeah. that's a that's an amazing support system to have you know what i mean would you say every quarterback gets that though? yeah that's what i say it takes it takes a resume most, like, most of them get it even it's some the scrutiny too that these quarterbacks say too now it is true that is true, yeah, but yeah, depending on who you are, doing Sam Howell. Okay, oh, yeah. but think, but <laughs> that's after the fact. Because if you be but, careful what you ask for, because if your name Dak Prescott, you know how they how they treat. Yeah, you they know how hard it. they go for Dak Prescott in in Dallas. Mm-hmm. But you I would say every team wants a quarterback. They go for it, but they take they they hard on them. No, the criticism, <laughs> sure, but what I'm saying is, is you have to even think, even think like your worst quarterback. Like let's go to Baker Mayfield in, in Cleveland, right? <laughs> Even Baker Mayfield had some support in that locker room. Like when they would yeah. ask about him in press conferences to certain players, they were going hard for Baker. Yeah. And Baker was, sorry, trash. Like, it was more so the media creating the I narrative think it's, around him. It's absolutely incredible the right? way that, like, they you can be a subpar quarterback and you still are going to have riders in that locker room. Yeah. That's amazing to me. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, because I, I mean, right, Deshaun, you can attest to this, but I mean, each player wants the best for their team, right? So they're gonna try and, like, you know, yeah. instill that confidence in their quarterback and whatnot. So I mean, I don't know. I mean, th- th- this could be. I mean, we see this all throughout the offseason, right, DJack? Like, like players just coming out and speaking about their their quarterbacks and whatnot, because this is the time to again instill that in confidence, you know, still instill that confidence in them and show like, yo, we 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 riding with you. Right, like we ride with you. So, yeah, like you know, Jordan Whitehead said that you know the 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 that Bucks team was one piece away, and they also feel that this Jets team was really one piece away when looking back at their season from last year. So, um, you know, it, it might be fair to say, it might be fair to say. But this is also you know the latest update regarding the the Jets free agent running back Dalvin Cook is apparently showing interest. 
Oh, right? They can't have everything. Jesus Christ. Yeah, yeah. And and I want to ask you, DJ, like how could that how could how, how could DJ I mean excuse me, DJ, how could Davin Cook improve the Jets? What what could he do for them as far as like, you know, where we'd place them in that AFC East division? Well, Davin Cook, I mean, obviously me for, for me he's like a home run hitter. Um, you know, I kind of put him in the boat like a of a, a Chris Johnson. You know, anytime he touches the ball, he can take it the distance, you know what I'm saying? Fast has a speed, um, obviously had a few injuries over his career. But, uh, you know, I, I look at Dalvin Cook as him on the outside looking in and all the attention that the Jets are getting, he's probably like, hey, let me implement myself over there. They already been talked about it being a playoff team contender, hopefully a Super Bowl contender. So, mm-hmm. I mean, as, as a player, you you can't really get mad at a, a player wanting to join a team like that. This has the clout. We're just going to call it the clout that the Jets have right now. And, uh you know, shit, if I had the choice when I was a free agent to, to to join a team that, you know, everybody's talking about winning a championship or being in the playoffs, like, I mean, I, I think that's that's all he's doing. He's just trying to implement his name into that. But obviously, I think the Jets have a good running game. I don't I don't think, you know, uh, they're really in need for him now. Does he help them? I think slightly he gives them a, a slightly edge just off of the player style that, you know, Dalvin Cook could bring to the to the uh, field. Mm-hmm. What do you think, Ashley? I mean, I thought I mean, he was coming to Dallas, but I feel whatever. like he's been tied to, like, now three teams all in the AFCs. He's been tied to the Patriots, obviously, because he said at one point that he wants to team up with D-Hop and whatnot. Right. That was an update. Right. Um, he's been tied to the Dolphins, obviously. He, he potentially come back home to Miami, play for the Dolphins, and now he's being tied to the Jets. What's up? But what, what, do you think, what do you think he's going to do? Don't, don't they still have Brees Hall? They do. So what yeah. role is Dalvin going to play? I mean, you know, you know, in, in the backfield, <laughs> it's, it's it's best to have two backs, right. you know. Yeah, that's what For I mean. Sure. Like, is he going to come in as a backup or just as like a like like a uh, is it Tony Tony Pollard? Tony Pollard. Yeah, like is Tony he going to play that yeah. kind of role? No, nah, I think Dalvin comes. Dalvin Cook comes in and starts, right? Like, I mean, I think Dalvin Cook would be the starter. Over, he over wouldn't, but he wouldn't start at Miami. You don't think he'd start in Miami? Who's your running back now? We got we got um uh uh uh, uh, Je- uh Jeff Wilson and we also have um, oh no he would start in Miami no um. no no but no but the other <laughs> running back Mostert Mostert he's the starter Mostert Mostert. Pro- yeah Mostert. Mm, I'm trying to think I mean it depends on what he wants does he want to go to a team that is semi contender where he can go that route but he's not going to get the carries because they already have their you know RB number one. Or does he want to go someplace that he's going to get most of the workload and the check for that? That may possibly also be a contender. I'm trying to think. Miami, he'll probably be a starter. I don't know how much use he would get in on the Jets. Dallas, they would probably split the carries between Tony Pollard and Dalvin Cook, which would be beneficial because Tony Pollard is not a workhorse. He's he's a little bit thinner, more mm-hmm. agile. He's the guy you want to go when you're when you're doing runs and you have wide open holes. Mm-hmm. You want him in there because mm-hmm. he's faster. Right, yeah. um, Dalvin Cook does have good has has pretty good hands though, so he could also catch passes. Absolutely. I feel like Dallas is the best situation for him, truthfully. I feel like Dallas, the way the offense is constructed, would he would get the most usage. So he'd just be fitting in that slot where Zeke was, basically. He would be more effective than Zeke because he has better hands than Zeke right now. I see. But so you're saying that best fit is Dallas. Is he the starter in Dallas? Does he start over Tony Pollard? 
No. He doesn't start over Tony Pollard, but I, I think that what they would do is what they were doing with Zeke is basically splitting the carry. So let's let's say, um, you know, Tony Pollard does snap one. Um, Dalvin Cook does snap two, three. Like, mm-hmm. depends on what, you know, the, the format looked like. But I don't think he would start, no. But I don't think he would start in on the Jets either. Well, because this is my thing, too. He's also asking for, you know, a good amount of money also. Right, so like mm-hmm. the, it's also going to come down to which which teams you know have money available to sign him too, because I want to say he's asking he's asking for roughly you know thirteen to like sixteen million right now per year. So it's like also what team is going to have enough to 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 pay him that in in, in that ballpark. So um, you know it, it's something it's something worth you know keeping up with. So. The only thing that probably will prevent him from going to Dallas is that you'd be paying money for. A running back that's similar to Tony Pollard, right? Like they have a similar type of. Yeah, you, not saying they're the same, but they're similar. You'd you'd want to be able to switch up, you know, like what you get out of out of. Right. So. Oh, you're so right. Yeah, they're Tony Pollard six oh two ten Dalvin five ten two ten. Yeah, they build almost exactly. They're I mean, similar. Might be right. some muscle. So you'd be but. paying thirteen sixteen million dollars for a running back who was. Who's pro- who's exactly what you already have? So yeah. I don't think Dallas is probably going to. Yeah. I don't that. know if that market sets itself. I don't, I don't. I don't know if he's able to go get thirteen to sixteen million in my eyes. Yeah. I agree with DJ. So that's that's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Yeah, he might need to to settle for a pay cut. I mean, we talk about that all the time with these players that get to this point in their career, especially the running back position. I mean, that's why he's not, you know, not in Minnesota at the moment. So. Um, yeah, yeah, no, I mean, that's an interesting, interesting situation there to follow. Like I said, he's showing interest in the Jets now. The Jets might be a landing spot for him. Like I said, it might be the Dolphins. Cowboys could potentially be a landing spot. We'll see. We'll see what happens with Dalvin Cook. Now, this is an interesting topic, uh, D-Jack, and I really wanted to get your thoughts on this, being a former player. The NFL wishes to emphasize sport, the sports gambling policy to its players, right? And, you know, recently we saw five players from the Lions get suspended. That was back in April. Uh, you know, we've seen other players begin to, to be, uh, um, you know, investigated on, on potential violations and whatnot. Jags wide receiver last year, uh, you know, and Calvin really was suspended for the entire season. Right now, the NFL, they want to implement six, like, new rules. Oh, and, God. And, and you tell me, that they might not even be new, right? But. They seem pretty straightforward. Don't bet on the NFL. Don't gamble at your team facility, traveling uh, uh, for a road game or at a team hotel. Don't have someone bet for you. Don't share, you know, so on and so forth. D- does this, I mean, because I mean, my first, I want my, fir- my first question is, you know, like as a player, does this seem to be something that's hard to follow? Um, honestly, man, just, just looking at the, the rules that they're trying to implement, um, I think like five out of the six rules there, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, more on the side of the NFL. The only one that I'm kind of not against, I mean, not on the side of is, you know, gambling within players, you know what I'm saying? Like if you're on a team and we're going to an event or, you know what I'm saying, we traveling to a road game or you're in the facility, like that rule is the hardest one to kind of, you know, follow. I mean, the other one, I mean, I mean honestly, the, the, the daily fantasy football, like I, a lot of friends, a lot of guys, you know, play the fantasy football. Not all fantasy footballs have money behind it. You know what I'm saying? Some people just like to play the fantasy football. But all the other rules, like betting on a, on an NFL game, I don't think a player should bet on the NFL game. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like, honestly, for me, we gamble. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. players gamble. Like, you're in the, 
you're in a facility, you're on the road game, we're going to shoot some dice, we're going to play some cards. But you know what I'm saying? That's teammate to teammate. Like, I don't really mm -hmm. see that being a big deal. Now, as far as the games and stuff, the extra stuff they're asking, I, I think, like, you have to be careful on, you know, giving giving people insight on certain things. Like, oh, this player is not playing, this player is playing. You know what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. that stuff right there, like, yeah, I don't I don't think players should be able to do that. Betting on, like, betting on NFL games, I don't think players should be able to do that. But, like, if we're going to gamble with each other and have a friendly gamble, like, I think that should be fine. Yeah. Now, in doing research on, like, this gambling policy, one thing I noticed was that, it states that players, you know, they have to abide by these rules. However, they can bet on sports outside, you know, of their league. Non-players yeah. associated with the NFL aren't allowed to bet on any sports at all in any leagues. Is that not, like, pretty misleading? Like, what's up with that? They got, what you Let me see the rules again. Can we put the rules back up there? Okay, don't bet on the NFL. Agree. Mm -hmm. Don't gamble at your team facility traveling for a road game or team hotel. Dumb. No one's going to follow that. <laughs> um, don't have someone bet for you. Dumb. What if I play in a city where gambling, sports betting is not legal yet? Mm -hmm. I can't have someone place a bet for me on an NBA game. Right. That's dumb. Yeah. Don't share team inside information. Okay, I agree with that. Don't enter a sports book during the NFL playing season. Also dumb because NBA and NFL overlap. So I can't bet on baseball and baseball. Mm -hmm. I can't bet on baseball or NBA during the NFL season. I got to wait till February. That's right. dumb. Um, don't play daily fantasy football. Also dumb. So the only good rule up there is the inside information and the NFL. Yeah, the other the, rules uh, don't make uh, any yeah. sense whatsoever. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, and yeah, sure. I would be um, interested to see how many people are actually going to follow that. Right, right. And, well, and this is and this is my thing too, uh, DJack. Right. I want to get you guys. Also, one more thing. No, go ahead, go You're ahead. telling me not to enter a sports book. Doesn't mm -hmm. the NFL have deals with like well, DraftKings, that's, FanDuel? That's literally what I wanted to. Caesars. Point out. Like, what are we? What are chat. we talking about? Yeah, that's literally what I wanted to point out. So they have they the three official sports books of the NFL are Caesars, DraftKings, and FanDuel. Hey, right? You know what the okay. NFL is doing? And, okay. So I'll put the money in my pocket, uh -huh. but don't touch it. Exactly. Do as I say. Not as I do. Not as I do. <laughs> as I do. Okay. Get the hell like, out that's of what they're doing right now. I honestly and truly feel they like that's, do that. what we, that's how they control it, man. They control they always control the narrative. Right, right. So like, you know, they, they talk about, you know, protecting the integrity of the game. However, they put oh, everything into really advertising and advocating sports betting. I, I, don't, I don't get it. Like, yeah, as a player, like, did you ever, like, what was your stance on that, while, like, when you were playing? I know sports gambling has, has become more and more prevalent, really, in the last few years and whatnot. But, like, did athletes, did athletes ever consider that? That, like, yo, the NFL, you know, I mean, there's FanDuel ads, there's, there's Caesar Sportsbook ads. Of course they've considered ads, it. They're everywhere. Like, what's, what's up with that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think as a player, man, uh, Anytime you're you're seeing the the NFL make rules and the NFLPA make rules and we have to follow and abide by them, like for us it's kind of like frustrating because we do see the FanDuel, the DraftKings, and we see all this stuff, and it's like they're almost promoting us as athletes and players to these companies, and they're making millions of dollars, you know, partnering up with them and promoting that. But then it's like we have to stay um, in this in this small window where it's like we can't do anything when it comes down to betting it's like it's almost like it's unfair but once again they feel like they pay us these millions of dollars and we have to just sit there and shut up and play football you know what i'm saying so it's just as players we understand that and that's why certain guys do you know things where they try to bend the rules a little bit but for me whatever you like it's it's like like as she said it's hard to control 
every person in the NFL. You know what I'm saying? So whatever you're doing, just make sure you're smart what you're doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, just don't be a bonehead and be caught up. You know what I'm saying? Because mm -hmm. if nobody knows what you're doing, how can you get slapped on the wrist if they don't know what you're doing? So I'm not, I'm not trying to promote it. I'm not trying to intrigue it. But at the same time, I mean, everyone's doing it. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's betting. They're gambling when you go on the road. I mean, that's just what's being done. So at the end of the day, it's going to be hard for them to micromanage all that. It's just impossible. And were these rules created to I'm, – I'm confused. Are they trying – is the NFL trying to say that they're allowing gambling but under the guise of these rules? Is that what this is? Yeah, yeah, because, you know, like they are allowing players to a certain extent still be involved with sports okay. gambling. But like what they because they said because players have, have have complained about like the rules not being clear. Uh -huh. So now what they wanted to do was, you know, reestablish what the up, key yeah. six rules are. And they've also said that they're going to start implementing um, like like actual uh, uh, like uh, I forgot. I'm forgetting the word. I'm losing All the right. Word. But like little ceremonies for the rookies that come in each year now. Right. Let me let me let me let me put you guys on game real quick. <laughs> All right, for all the NFL players that may be watching or maybe maybe seeing this later when we post it on social. Mm -hmm. These rules to go ahead and, and make gambling um, comfortable for the NFL, these aren't rules that even allow you to gamble when you actually like dive deep into it. You Let's roll those rules up there one more time. <laughs> We're gonna throw these up here. Don't bet on NFL games. Okay, that's fair. Don't gamble at your team facility. It doesn't even say what kind of gambling. That includes dominoes. That includes cards. That includes, yo, I bet you $10 I can throw this sock in that garbage can right now. <laughs> yeah. That includes everything. So literally you can't do anything. You can't bet on big things. You can't bet on little things. Michael Jordan was betting on crickets racing. Yeah. You couldn't even do that if you wanted to. <laughs> Don't have someone bet for you. Also, not really allowing you to bet. Um, don't share team inside information. Got it. Okay, you can take this off now. Don't enter a sports book during the NFL season. Basically, for what people who people who don't know what that means, you can't place bets via Van FanDuel, DraftKings, Caesars, any sports book from the months of yeah, August to season. February. That means you can't bet on baseball, you can't bet on hockey, you can't bet on basketball, you can't bet on anything that does not have to do with the sport that you are playing. So them allowing you to bet outside of the NFL, if you actually read the fine print, they're not allowing you to bet at all. It's still a no gambling situation yeah. from top to bottom. There's no gambling whatsoever. So I don't know who created these rules and who thought that they were like being slick and like getting one over. But the inner lawyer in me who always reads the fine print and yeah. in between the lines is telling you that you still can't gamble per mm. the NFL. What needs to happen? So, they, need, they need to just like cut a check to players at the end of the season, you know, with all that the NFL earns from maybe like some of these these gambling sites and whatnot. Wouldn't that be fair? Wouldn't that be like a fair alternative? What do you think, DJ? Yeah, I mean, I, I just think it's a it's a thin line between them, man. I I think you know they they should allow some type of a form of betting, but once again, they're just gonna control the narrative. I mean, it's all, it's gonna always benefit to the NFL regardless. And players just got to understand that. I mean, you know, you're getting paid millions of dollars. Is it, is it worth to jeopardize, you know, like Calvin Ridley to get suspended a whole year and lose your salary for a whole year? It's just really not worth it. So yeah. I just say cool. just move smart, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, and that's just in life in general, man. Anything and everything you do don't have to be promoted. You know what I'm saying? Just be smart about what you do. I think that's the biggest advice I could give a, a player in the NFL. Yeah, just play ball, right? I mean, like, damn, I can't even bet on like a 
burger eating contest like yo i bet i could eat this burger faster than you can't do that uh, no ashley you can't promote that ashley you can do whatever you want just don't promote it ashley just whatever <laughs> i think they're both i think they're bs rules what, nice what try if, though guys what if the prize changed what? what if it wasn't money no because gambling doesn't yeah, always include gamb money yeah that's what i'm saying like you is can it a gamble money thing? you can gamble I with think, anything I, I, I think everybody knows what gambling means i don't think i don't think we need to say <laughs> <laughs> we, we don't need to make it harder than what it is. We know what they're saying. So at the end of the yeah. day, just be smart, guys. Just be smart. <laughs> yeah. You've been on the damn low. Right, right. <laughs> but yeah, but yeah, yeah, man. Um, yeah, DJ. No, again, we you know we appreciate you being on and whatnot. But but yeah, I think we're going to get into uh, some basketball talk now. Now, of course, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, like I said, DJ. Um, it's you know we we good. What Corey? Are you straight? Yeah, What's wrong? Corey, are you shorting out? I know. What's good with you? I got you. What is I got happening? Too much, I got too much on my mind. I got, I got, I got I people texting me and whatnot. I got. I, I'm looking at the chat. First of all, that's not. Oh, that's not how you do it. No, that was that was a bad transition. D Jack, we appreciate you joining us, talking all things football. What are you getting into this weekend? Man, I'm outside, man. Oh, I was gonna tell you. I was gonna tell you too, Ashley. Don't forget, we still got that bet on the line. I know. But them cow, you know what? Don't say it. I, say it. Don't say it. Cal, wait, 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 what's the bet? What was the bet again? We have to come up with the bet. We haven't come up with it, but it's a. Is it for one game or is it for both times we play each other? <laughs> whatever, whatever you want to do. We should do. We should do both times because we see each other uh, twice a year. Yo, this we should have the, a different bet for each game. You make the wager. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right. I'm gonna hit you what's on the it, side. Come what's up with DJ that wager. Team? He. What's his team? My the Ravens. Team. It's. The Eagles. The Eagles? Yeah, no, I, I mean, but I know, you know he represents you know, some touch Rams. On, but, you know, I, honestly, let me set it straight, though. So, growing up, I was a, I was a Steeler fan. You know, my, my family's from okay. Pittsburgh. Oh, really? You know what I'm saying? So, growing up, yeah, growing up, I was always a, a Pittsburgh Steeler fan. But, you know, since I played in the NFL and played with, you know, what, six, seven teams, you know, I, I had the most fun and I had, you know, the most success with the Eagles. So, you know, I, my, my heart, you know, is, is – it bleeds green, you know what I'm saying? So, yeah, I'm a, I'm a fan of the Eagles, but I'm really a Pittsburgh Steelers fan deep down. Steelers. That's what's up. That's I mean, we'll see up. what the Steelers, I don't know, they might be fighting for, for spot number three in the AFC North. Yeah. I don't know. Because it's kind of rebuilding right now for them, yeah. right? A, I mean, AFC, you know, we talk about the sure. AFC, you know, all of these divisions and whatnot. AFC North, though, Bengals, Ravens, and we, who knows what the Browns are going to do this year. But they got, I feel like they battling the Browns going into, going into next season. So we'll see. I, you think George? How how you feel about George Pickens? I think we talked about him the other day, but um, you know Kenny. Huh? No, Kenny. No, George, the the receiver. Oh. Yeah. yeah George oh wow, Pickens. they got the same name. Yeah. They, yeah. Last last name is Pickens, right? I mean, I, I, they they was killing me in the group chat. They said I had a human malfunction and whatnot. His name <laughs> his name is George Pickens, correct? No, they were no, talking about the human NBA, malfunction NBA, before that. I had. I know. I know. I thought I was having NBA. another one, but his name is George What's Pickens. NBA, what's his name? Uh, NFL football, what is his name? NFL young boy, isn't that what they call him? NFL, yeah, NFL young boy, man. Yeah, it is George Pickens. By the way, you know, this reminds me, I don't know if you saw, if you guys saw it, but it was a video the other day got released online of a bird frozen in the sky. Yeah, you I feel like that was Corey like 10 minutes ago. Yeah, that was me, man. That was me. I was just hearing the conversation down like, dang, I feel like it's coming back Wait, to me. Wait, can we rewind? Yeah. Why do they call him NFL young boy? Oh, because you didn't see when he got drafted. Uh, it would be great if we had a picture of it. But like when he got drafted, yeah, he had, he had the ski mask on. Yeah. Oh, he, he had the shiesty on. Yeah, he, he had got, the ski he mask had the, on. He, he was had just... the gold, I think. You know, he was he Florida. He Florida dude. Oh, right? he from, is he, he from Broward or he's from Dade? Where is he actually from Florida? 
Georgia. Where are you from? He's from somewhere. He might, he, down he, south he might, somewhere. He might be from Georgia. Alabama. Alabama, Georgia, Florida. He's from one of them. Southern. Southern city. I got I like Hoover, Georgia. Alabama. Like oh, Hoover, Alabama. Oh, wow. He's from Alabama. Alabama. I like him, though. He, he got him. Dang, he I had the shiesty with the yuck mouth? Okay. No, I, I see. He, 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 he gangsta he on the football field. He really bought that action, man. That, that young boy, he... He cold, man. I, I like mm-hmm. his style, man. It's Stilo. He he he, he a dog. What he uh? What receivers dog. you think make the biggest? You know, the biggest jump going into year two. You got a guy like George Pickens. You got a guy like um, another one is Drake London from uh. You know the Falcons. Who are some more rookie receivers from last year? Um, Wilson, uh, Gary Wilson from uh. I like the, the Jets. I like the young. I like yeah. I like the young dude from the Jets. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I like Keep the young dude from the Jets, man. Yeah, he, what's what's the name? Garrett Wilson. Garrett Wilson. I mean, he got Aaron Rodgers now. So. Too much sauce. Yeah, yeah, he might. He I might. I mean, because he, you know, he's coming off an of offensive rookie of the year. He might improve even more on that, and, and have an even better year. We'll see though. What's DJ Mooney? What's it? The Mooney, the receiver from uh, Chicago. Darnell Mooney. Dar- Darnell Mooney. I, I like Mooney. Mooney's a baller like too. Make I a think. Big jump. I, I'm 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 interested to see what uh. What, what, what my boy gonna do over there? Uh, damn, I'm going blank. What's what's the what's the quarterback's name in uh, Chicago? Justin, Justin Fields. Fields. Yeah, Justin Fields, man. I, I I'm interested to see what Justin Fields gonna do this year, man. So I, I like I like Mooney over there, man. Ho- hopefully him and Mooney can do some, some, some things over there. Yeah, hey Brandon, I think didn't he have the Bears in his top 15 or something like that? He has the he has the Bears. Oh uh, really, yes, I yeah, believe he has so. The Bears really improving. Really yes, improving this year. Um, I mean, they they added a guy, you know, because they got Darnell Miller. And they also got um, who's the guy that came from from Carol- DJ Moore, right? DJ got, Moore, yeah, yeah they got baller. DJ Moore. Um, you know, they have Chase Claypool. I know he's kind of, you know, they they they've just been wanting him to, to get, get more out of him rather. Um, but they got a receiving core. They got some weapons around Justin Fields now. So I think that's going to be a fun team to watch. You know, are they going to be a you know a top fifteen team? You know, who knows? But you know, we'll see. We'll see. Hold on, before we move on, guys, we did want to actually present you guys the uh, pic- picture of George Pickens. Oh, oh. Yeah, we got it. Yeah, there come you on, go. there we go. Look there at we it. go. And a shiesty mask looking at the draft. Was this a shot on a potato? Why does it look like this? Yo, real talk. Can I just tell you for a second? I the picture is so grainy. Can we throw that picture up one more time? That I thought that this was a photo of like an old head watching him on TV. I didn't know that was actually him. That's him. That, That's I actually. didn't know that was a ski mask. It, the back of his neck looks like one of your, like your old head uncle, oh, the back of his neck. Like, I thought this was like somebody's uncle. So you thought he was like bald head. I thought he was a baldy. That's just compression after compression after compression right there. I thought it was a baldy. Like, I didn't think that was somebody in a ski. Wow. Okay. We got a H- HQ quality, guys. HD. Mm-hmm. I can't, I can't, I can't play Um, what's this photo. I had no idea what I was looking at. Okay, got it. Here for it, not mad. Okay. Yeah. What a photo. Who's some more? Who's some more second year guys? You know that that we like. Who, who's some more receivers that you're following? Really, that going into next season. Why is he standing like that? <laughs> you know who I like? I like. Um, well, this is this isn't a second year guy. This is gonna be a, a rookie. It's gonna be ja- Jackson Smith and Jigba though. <laughs> we think Ashley got the the laugh bug. I know, right? I just don't understand why he's standing. like that? I'm surprised it's the first time you've seen this. Why is he yeah. lean so far back? Like, what is isn't that how a young boy stand? Right? That's yeah, exactly. how he got the name. Yeah, that's why he got his name NFL Young Boy. Oh, <laughs> hey yo, <Sure>. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm dead. 
Yeah, she can't. What are you getting out of the picture, guys? <laughs> I just don't understand why he's. How does he even stand? <laughs> this How new generation. Even his body like that. He was he was ready to wreck havoc from that point on, bro. Hey, yeah, yo, pretty much, that right? Yo, these new guys are different, man. He looks like a long say, necked uncle, different. bro. I had no idea who that was. <laughs> no, for real. They are different for sure. Uh, uh, okay. But all right, all right, DJ. Now it's time. We, we're gonna we're gonna transition to the NBA and whatnot. But thanks again, thanks again. I, I know you uh you, you had to sit there through my my malfunction, but we back, we rolling. Yeah, it's, all, it's all good. <laughs> next time, next time I'll say bye, DJ. All right. Appreciate you, DJ. Yeah. Yeah, I can't with the way he was standing. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. So now we're going to transition to NBA. All right, you're listening to Paper Route on SiriusXM Faction Talk Channel 103, or you're watching us live on YouTube, right? And you watched me freeze up like that bird that was suspended <laughs> in the air. <laughs> well, yo, we're nah, that talk. was one of the wildest things <laughs> I have ever seen wildest, you right? do on this show. No, nah, because you know what? I'm, let me tell y'all exactly. Let's have a real moment. No, but then what killed it was he goes, so, yeah. <laughs> no, so, <laughs> it let was me, like, let me, um... Let me so I'm where's the rest of the sentence? I'm, I'm <laughs> on my laptop. I'm making edits to the rundown, right? I'm making edits to the rundown, but I'm hearing all of you guys conversate. And then all of a sudden, it's I hear converse, Corey. Hey, hey, I was waiting on her. I was waiting on her. Don't contribute now. You I'm went know, to right? Notre yeah. Dame. Yeah. Hey, Jesus Christmas. I'm hearing all of y'all converse. And then I just hear silence. And I was just anticipating the conversation to go on a little further. You dismissed oh. him. Yeah. You said what? You dismissed him. And that's why I went on to dismiss him because I heard the silence. So I'm like, oh, I got to fill in this silence with something. Uh, I got to fill in this silence with more silence. Silence. Right, right. I'm like, exactly. I didn't have anything to fill the silence with. So hey, I ain't gonna lie though. The chat got you back, man. They, they saying you good, that, brother. That. It's okay, family. It's Corey was days, glitching. Yeah, it's, it's just, it's no days. issues, man. Like we days. get it. Do we, do we have Antoine on though? Uh, we're still waiting on him. Still we're still waiting. waiting. This man said, "Conversate." Conversate. Jesus. Yeah, Converse. Yeah. Excuse me. But we could probably get started on some yeah. of that talk, why, right? Why not? Why not? Right? I mean, you want to talk about this trade that happened last night in the middle of the night? Because originally last night. Yeah, originally I went to sleep, and I was able to catch the notification <laughs> that Christoph, you know, Kristaps Porzingis was traded to the Celtics. But initially, it was Kristaps to the Celtics. It was uh, uh, Brogdon, Malcolm Brogdon, to the Clippers, and then they were sending who, who was who were they sending from Memphis over to the Wizards? Tyson. It, it, no, no, because Tyus. Tyus, sorry. Tyus Jones, yeah, Tyus Jones. So that was the initial. That was the initial trade. But then it, a report came out that the Clippers were concerned of Malcolm Brogdon's health. So that's actually what ended up making the trade fall through. But then shortly after that, that they announced that the, a new trade had uh, uh, taken place. So Kristaps Porzingis was still sent to the Celtics. But there was a new team that was involved. We now then involved the Memphis Grizzlies. So the Memphis Grizzlies sent Marcus, excuse me, they sent Tyus Jones to the uh, to the Wizards, 
and the Wizards received, uh, uh, excuse me, yeah, the the Celtics or the Grizzlies received Marcus Smart. I actually got it right here. I yeah, could, I could, let me let me start it from yeah, the beginning, guys. Read it, read I got the trade details right here. We gotta get Corey. I'm gonna read it. It's gonna be clear, guys. All right, so the Celtics received Kristaps Porzingis, the 2023 first round pick, number 25, and the 2024 first round pick. The Grizzlies have received Marcus Smart, and the Wizards have received Tyus Jones, Danilo or Danilo. Danilo, Danilo Gallinari, Gallinari. Yeah. Mike Muscala, and a 2023 second-round pick, number 35. I did not know they got really rid of uh, Gallinari. That's news to me. Yeah, yeah, because they, they, they weren't including it for the most part. But, but yeah, they, they sent three players over. What were you going to say, Ashley? I don't really like the trade. No? Who? For, on, on anybody's part? I don't like Porzingis in Boston. Mm. So who do you think the winner of this trade was? Then? No one. I mean... Well, maybe Memphis Grizzlies? got Memphis got a, a nice vet in Marcus Smart. Um, the Boston Celtics still need a point guard. I have a question. I don't tr- Porzingis as a Knicks fan. I know this one Porzingis is injury prone. Two, he's terrible on defense. Yeah. You can say a lot about Al Harford being old and all those jokes, but he'll defend and he'll score. Yeah. He'll commit to the defense at mm-hmm. least. Porzingis is not a defender. Yeah. Um, well, well, yeah, he averaged 23 points per game last season. So you'll get scoring from him. I just don't – you're not – it doesn't help your offense flow better. He's yeah. not a point guard. It, he does give you rebounding. He though. does give you rebounding. He helps the spacing a little bit or a lot rather. Mm-hmm. But the things that really, if you watch the series against Miami, the things that they really needed to ignore, like to uh, to hone in on, mm-hmm. they didn't correct with Porzingis. No. And now, if they already had a point guard, oh. I would say I like I like the move. Well, yeah. Well, let's start. They with- don't have a point guard. They're still kind of in the same situation that they were. So let's start with what you think the Celtics need. Like, what were they missing? They need a point pass? guard. That's what they need. A point they need guard. someone who runs the offense. They need a consistent scorer who can score from multiple places on the floor. Mm-hmm. They need also somebody in a, a point guard who is able to commit to the defense. I'm not knocking what Porzingis brings in terms of size, in terms of rebounding, in terms of points per game. But he's not going to commit to the defense, and he's injury prone. Mm-hmm. This is not the unicorn of Porzingis that everyone thought he was when he was drafted to the Knicks. Now, he may be better suited in this situation because he's going to be a third option, whereas the Knicks, he was option number one or mm-hmm. forced to be option number right, one right, right. in Doesn't Washington. And then in Boston, he was, I mean, I'm sorry, Washington and Dallas, he was essentially option number two. So he may flourish better not having that responsibility because option one and two is obviously the tandem of Tatum and Brown. Right. I just don't – I don't know. I just don't know unless they get a point guard and a point guard who can do multiple things. I'm not like rah-rah, Porzingis, they're a championship contender for real, for real. I thought they were a great team before. They had holes, but I thought the hole was a point guard. For me, the Porzingis thing doesn't move me. That's just how I feel. What what direction do you think they go, you know, with acquiring a point guard? Do you think they bring in like a veteran point guard? Do you feel, you know. How much is Porzingis making? 
He's making he's making close to what like thirty six million. Thirty six. So yeah. you have to bring in a vet point guard because you're gonna have to pay both Brown and Tatum. Yeah. They're both eligible for a supermax. Yeah. Or do you try do you try to address it in the draft? Is that something that you're that you that you want to do? I don't know. You don't, Celtics, you, yeah, don't, you don't really want to. I mean, unless you're unless you're giving a pick, but like I don't that, think no. they have that high of a pick. No, I think they're picking. I think the pick that they received in this trade was twenty five. So I mean, you can't even right. Really so pick like, a, you can't get a superstar, or you can't get a young star at twenty right. with that pick. But we know Marcus Smart was a great PG, right? Mm -hmm. So like, he wasn't a true point guard he, though. Yeah. No, no, but. I think he showed some some signs of that yeah, in like but finals. They, and the thing is, is I'm not upset about the moving Marcus Smart because I believed that they were going to have to move him anyway to get a true point guard. Yeah, they, need a they needed a, oh, a true okay, facilitator. Like yeah. Marcus Smart, love him, but he was going to have to go anyway. See, I because, went a different angle. No, was, he was going to have to go anyway. He's not a true point guard. Like you need a true facilitator. Mm -hmm. I just did not see them moving him for Chris that Porzingis. That yeah. ta has taken me for a loop, and I'm not really like in love with it. Truthfully. Yeah. Hey, is Rajon Rondo still in the league? He's not. Oh, he retired. He would have been a great fit. <laughs> you think so? I that, mean, that he, he's one of my favorite guy, point guards. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, so we'll, we'll see if, like, the if the Celtics do something, like, in free agency. Um, they Yeah, I, I don't know, because there, there's nobody really on that team that they can promote into, like, that point guard position, right? It's not like they – they have a lineup like similar yeah. to the Heat, where not that they move some pieces around, they get some guys yeah. can step up. Um, but yeah, no, I I think this Porzingis addition, I think I mean because look, as as a as a fan of of a team in the East, it worries me that that Porzingis has been added to the Celtics because you you think about how many extra possessions Porzingis can get the Celtics. No, I agree with that. That that you know what I'm saying that, that that worries me. You know, being a team that 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 could potentially you know uh, 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 you know run into them in the playoffs, right? So and then like you said, Porzingis, he he still gives you tw he's capable of 20 points per game. When he's, he's on a the 20 floor, point per game score. When he's on the floor. When Correct. he's healthy on the floor. But but also to the point that you had made earlier, right? Like he's not going to be relying. He, he they're not relying on him to be like the number one or even the number two option from a scoring standpoint. So his minutes and usage. It, and it's, also it's not be stop. What it was everyone in, needs in, to in stop throwing teams. out Derek White and Malcolm Brogdon. They're not the point guards that yeah, they, the Celtics need. We are very yeah. aware that those point guards exist on the Boston Celtics. We're obviously not referring to them. Like, mm -hmm. let's stop acting like they're the second coming of Jesus Shuttlesworth. The, like, cut it out. Yeah. Those aren't the point guards to take you over the hump. Stop. Yeah. yeah. No, I mean, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Did you have something to add there? Yeah, I, I got BC saying that Ashley was pushing back on those point guards just yesterday, though. What? What was it, BC? There's not a true point guard. No, what I'm, I don't mean a true point guard in the sense of, like, I mean a star point guard like a you need a true Derek White isn't the point guard that you need to get you over the hump Malcolm Brogdon is not the point guard you need to get you over the hump you need mm -hmm. I'm not saying you need a Chris Paul type point guard but I just don't see why you moved Marcus Smart for a Porzingis yeah well who do you think would actually fit I mean because you also have to consider like, give us a name available, right like it's a, that's what I'm saying it's also looking so at yeah, we we'd really be doing some GM work here, but, yeah. but I, I feel you. It's gonna be like like a like a middle tier, not not a superstar level point guard. You know, it's, it's gonna not, be but it it has to be an improvement from Derek White and Broderick because they're not those point. They're not they're not respectfully great assets, but they're not it. If that makes mm -hmm. sense, I, I got BC asking: Is D'Angelo Russell a good fit? He's he can be a facilitator, you know, a facilitator at times. 
So if he takes a pay cut, Chris Paul would be a good fit. Mm. He would. Yeah. If Chris Paul takes a pay cut, because how what what would be beneficial about that? And it is gives him a chance with Chris Paul. If he were to take a pay cut, then Derek White, Malcolm Brodrin could take a lot of the load from Chris Paul throughout the season because Chris Paul is a player who whatever situation he's going to go to, that situation needs to be aware of the fact that he's not going to be able to play, Ooh. be able to play a full season. It's just yeah. not. He's just not there. You probably are going to have to load manage him. Absolutely. To make sure that come March, April, you have a healthy Chris Paul. You just have to play it safe with him. That works in terms of Boston because you have those two guys who are good enough to help you win games in the regular season. You can sprinkle Chris Paul here and there. But Chris Paul is the type of point guard that gets you over that hump when it actually counts, especially if you can make sure that he is healthy when the time comes. I think Chris Paul would be a good fit. Yeah. Do you think Dennis Schroeder probably comes back to Boston? Mm. A guy like Dennis Schroeder? Mm. You know, we talk about D'Angelo Russell. He's in L.A. Dennis Schroeder's in L.A. He's more of a facilitator. You know, he is, he's been a Boston Celtic before. I'm not sure if he, uh, he – yeah, he had to have been there um, when, when Jason Tatum was there. So they kind of have some. I don't know. I feel like me. I feel like I'm Brown. leaning towards more Chris Paul with Jason Tatum, and Jalen Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, You'd another be surprised. Name, another name that, really good that would be that would be nuts. Another name that comes up is Fred Van Fleet. That could potentially work. I got one last question about this. <clears throat> Has he officially? Is he officially on uh, on the move though? Oh, Fred Van Fleet? Yeah. He opted out? I, I got uh, BC saying he's a free agent right now. Oh, he's a free agent right now? Okay. Yeah. One uh, more question before we move on from I this. I hope he doesn't go to the Celtics. It's a great. silly question. Go ahead. What color do you think Marcus Smart hair will be next season? <laughs> well, yeah, now let's talk about Because he always has that green, green like he's faithful to his team. So is it going to be blue? <laughs> hey, that's a funny question. I mean, yeah. I just I, can't believe Marcus Smart was traded, yo. Right. No, but can we talk about Marcus Smart on, on the Grizzlies though? Because we're talking about Mark Smart, he was one of those guys that was that 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 always at the end of the year is in the defensive player of the year conversation. You got a guy like uh Jaron Jackson on the Grizzlies. Can we talk about how good that defense is gonna be on the Grizzlies? You know, when when when, <laughs> when they're when they're in the mid season. Yeah. Well, they don't have Dylan. Remember? Yeah. I mean, but th- but then you replace a guy like Dylan Brooks with a guy like Marcus Smart. I mean Kind of, you know, that, that that's that's a good trade-off if you ask me. But you're also including a guy that brings way more scoring to the table too. I think that's I true. think that I think Marcus Smart to the to the to the Grizzlies was was a good move on the Grizzlies' behalf, right? To to inquire about you know Marcus Smart. I mean, I don't know. You, you, do you feel this is, this will work out in the Grizzlies' favor? Um, I mean, I think the Grizzlies got a great vet in Marcus Smart. Mm-hmm. Um. Like you said, defensively, I think they're going to be fantastic. I just, I was, I did not see this coming. I didn't either. Not for Porzingis. I did not see this coming. This no. was, this was not on my bingo card. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But all right, moving on. Now, some more names that have been tied to trade. You think Ma- they're what? having a debate in the chat? You think Malcolm Brodman is better than Chris Paul as a point guard? No. Yeah, I don't know where you guys are getting that from. No. I- Maybe they just don't know the young Chris Paul. Maybe that's what it is. Because he a is entering he- uh, the I'm later not talking half. about I'm a healthy Chris Paul. If you can manage him correctly, 
Malcolm Brogdon is not better than Chris Paul. A healthy no, he, Chris there's Paul. There's a reason he's called a point guard. Like I'm saying, yeah. like I don't know, I don't know how old these people in the chat are, but that's an insane take. I mean, it, it was just two years ago. I mean, well, it's just like, like insane. Yeah, it was just two years ago. He was an All Star, and it was just two years ago. I witnessed him go sixteen for sixteen. That's in an a insane game. take. A healthy Chris Paul. I would yeah. take a healthy Chris Paul over Malcolm Brogdon running my point any mm. day of the week. That's an insane take. Do y'all? Yeah. Do y'all remember when Chris Paul went one hundred percent from the field? Like I think he shot sixteen for sixteen. That was one of the craziest performances I think I'd ever witnessed. Like, in what person. team was he on? He was he was on the Suns. It was on the Suns. It was a crazy performance. But um, but yeah, no. As I was as I was saying though, two two more names that have been tied to trades and whatnot. Uh, you know, ahead into the draft is Buddy Yield and Miles Turner, and the Lakers are potentially targeting. I am so tired of them <laughs> doing this to Buddy Hield. Stop waving the <laughs> Lakers carrot in front of this man. Yeah. It's been years. Yeah. It has been years. Yeah. Like, stop doing this to him. It's not fair. <laughs> hey, I don't it's know. It's not Maybe fair. This might this might be the year. The Lakers are, you know, they currently hold the number 17 pick in the draft, and they plan on including Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba in a, you know, in a package for these two potentially. Or, you know, if they have to choose between either of them, then either Malik Beasley or Mo Bamba will be included in that package. Probably based, you know, it'd probably be based on who, you know, they ended up. They end up uh, inquiring. I'm not even acknowledging this because I feel like I've heard this Buddy Heald, Miles Turner to the Lakers thing. I don't know for like five seasons at this yeah. point. Like I'm not even acknowledging this. <laughs> I don't even. I don't even care. So, I don't. So well, look. This is what the Lakers are dealing with. They're trying to retain Austin Reeves. They're trying to retain Rui Hachimura. But we know that there's still question marks really with the Lakers. Again, we, we were just talking about D'Angelo Russell potentially being out. Dennis Schroeder, what do you think the Lakers need really to, to get back to the finals? We have, they haven't been back since 2020. You know, they, they got swept last year in the playoffs. What do they need to make it back? What positions do they need to address? That's a great question. Because AD They already play fast, so you don't need speed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they're up there in pace. Size. I mean, you could get a little bit bigger. Yeah. Denver's a big team. You can get a little bit bigger. Mm, I would say you need somebody run. I don't. I know the offense. Technically, LeBron's running the offense, but it usually is supposed to run through AD, but he's mm. always hurt, mm -hmm. and he's inconsistent. That's why I think a Kyrie would be great yeah. because. Well, then some people say Kyrie's inconsistent, but whatever. Yeah. I just think that you need to kind of spruce up how that offense is ran because it can't rely. It can't be relying on Anthony Davis. Mm -hmm. I don't truly believe that AD is option number two mm -hmm. at this point, just because of his his inconsistency and his health issues. You say so. You don't believe he's an option number. I two. think he's option number two when oh, he's gotcha. at his okay. best. Yeah. But he's option number two at his best, but his best is inconsistent. And right. his best is not always, you can't rely on it. So I, you need to figure out how to combat that. Mm -hmm. So you need to almost split the number two responsibilities with somebody else who can make up, who can also score. Mm -hmm. Because you can't rely on Anthony Davis yeah. for an entire season. Yeah. And when Anthony Davis is at his best, I say this all the time, the team is fantastic. When he's at his worst, you feel it. Mm -hmm. And you feel it tremendously. But you feel it often because he's inconsistent. They need to figure out a way to alleviate that. Mm 
because I don't think it's going to change. Yeah, that's what it's going to take. It's going to take, like you said, somebody that can contribute in that scoring aspect for him. Um, you know, is it a guard? Is right. It, you know, is it another forward? Is it somebody that's going to take the ball out of LeBron's hands kind of as a facilitator? That's right. another question. So um, I don't know. Like, yeah, in my opinion, in my opinion, because what we thought D'Angelo Russell, we thought D'Angelo Russell was going to be that for him, right? But he, you know, turned out inconsistent yeah, from he's like incons- a scoring aspect. Like he, Anthony Davis is your number two, mm-hmm. but he's your number two who doesn't see a whole season. So he's not, he can't be your, he can't be your sole number two. Right. So it ha- you have to find a way to fill that hole because mm-hmm. it's always going to be there. If you keep Anthony Davis on the Lakers, which I don't think they're going to move him. Mm-hmm. You have to fill it, find a way to fill that hole because it is always going to be prevalent on the lake. That is always going to be a problem. Yeah. I don't see a season where Anthony Davis does not miss a quarter of the season. Yeah. yeah. For some way, shape, or form. Every time the man hits the floor, you hold your breath. <laughs> right. Well, maybe maybe that's why this Miles Turner trade might make sense. You don't think a Miles Turner maybe makes sense? It in, makes sense, but I feel like we've been hearing this for like twenty five years. Yeah, I just this, don't. This was a conversation last off season. I don't. Yeah. I, I just don't have any more energy to give to it. Like yeah. it would be fantastic, mm-hmm. but I feel like both these guys at some point, whether together, whether separately, were supposed to be Lakers, and just for some reason it never happens. I just I have no more energy to give it. Yeah. Yeah. Miles Turner. So what I read somewhere too that 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 Miles Turner, if he were to be added, these two like Anthony Davis and Miles Turner would be in the, like in the starting lineup, but they would have Miles Turner at the five and Anthony Davis at the four. Would you agree with that? Would you agree with that lineup? Or yeah, for sure. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anthony Davis doesn't make sense to be at the center as opposed to Miles Turner. No. Remember, he wants to play the the four. Yeah. Does Anthony Davis that? is comfortable yeah. at the four. Why that you would work. you'd put him at the five? I mean, just because he's seven foot, right? And, like, he should be the better rebounder of the two. Possibly, that's, that's but I why. think he's he actually Again, wants to be a four. He, and he's inconsistent. You want an inconsistent five? Yeah, no, I don't. I don't. And, and, I, and I, I mean, I say, I say, on paper, Anthony Davis is supposed to be the better rebounder than Miles Turner, but I don't know. Miles Turner might might be the better rebounder. So, I mean, I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But, but yeah, we'll be following, you know, we'll be following that potential trade package with uh you know the 17th pick and Malik Beasley and Mo Bamba that'd be again what the the Lakers would be consider shipping off but moving on Zion Williamson I want to talk Zion Williamson a little bit and his future no. with the Pelicans because his name has been coming up a lot really this week right it's been it's been said that he might you know be included in a trade package with, oh, the, God. with the Portland Trail Blazers for their number three pick um you know his name's come up yeah I mean just for, with several teams right what what do you what what are your thoughts on this situation, right, Ashley? Because Zion Williamson said that he he wants like a change of scenery. Um, you know he's been dealing with injuries there. You know in New Orleans and whatnot. New Orleans might you know because we're talking about somebody who's potentially a generational talent, but Correct. he hasn't been healthy for him. So yeah, what are your, what are our thoughts can, on this? Can we can we actually have Ashley address the clothing that Zion's wearing in this picture? <laughs> yeah, that MC I'd love here. to hear her opinion on this right now. <laughs> Um, I don't like the MCM jacket, but the brand MCM is cool, but I don't like this particular jacket. Yeah, is it a little nice. oversized or is it just me? It's supposed to be oversized. Yeah, all the way down like that. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> just seemed like for a guy like that, that big. But yeah, go ahead. Yeah. 
What was the what was the question? <laughs> now the question, like you're you're the New Orleans Pelicans, right? I want to look at it from both the New Orleans Pelicans perspective and also Zion's perspective. So if you're the New Orleans Pelicans, you know that you have a generational talent in Zion Williamson when he's on the floor, right? Are you willing to bet on him remaining healthy and keep him in New Orleans, or do you, you know, invest in the future and maybe acquire, you know, like an early pick in the number three pick? Because again, that that's a potential trade, you know, trade scenario that that people are looking at going into tonight's draft. You know, what what are you doing if you're the New Orleans Pelicans? It depends on where you think the situation with Zion is. So if you think it's at a point of no return, and it was no secret that Zion didn't want to go to New Orleans. Mm. He had other place when he was getting drafted. There were other places he. Um, desired to go to more than mm-hmm. New Orleans. You don't remember the the image of Zion when he got drafted to New Orleans. He I mean he didn't look overly ecstatic. Yeah, he, ecstatic yeah. he wasn't that thrilled. Yeah. Um, with that said, you don't get a player like Zion every draft. Mm-hmm. So their decision has to be made of. Is the situation with Zion rectifiable? And not just the relationship between him and the organization, which it is rumored to just be dicey. It's not a good relationship. They Basically, the relationship's non-existent. Mm-hmm, yeah. But you also have to look at it. Zion, as an individual in New Orleans, has not been the best version of Zion. He's been overweight. He's been hurt. Um... Would that be the case for him in a different organization? Mm-hmm. Maybe, maybe not. I'm a firm believer that different organizations bring out the diff- different versions of players. If he were to be in, say, in New York, if he were to, say, be in Miami, mm-hmm. would that be? Would this be the Zion that we're seeing? Probably not. The responsibilities, the conditioning, the diet, the nutrition, drastically different. So I say all that to say is if the New Orleans Pelicans don't feel like there's a future there for a multitude of reasons – then you got to move them. Mm-hmm. I'm in the mindset, though, that because they know you don't get a player like Zion every draft, I would be very surprised if they moved him. Yeah, I don't think they're willing to let their investment walk out the door just that easily. Mm-hmm. Now, Zion did, may be unhappy. Right, right. That's what I'm thinking. But that doesn't – that means nothing to New Orleans. Like, You think Zion forces his way out of there like because he just really wants a new change of scenery? Let me also again, add I've, this I've in. read reports where that says that he has zero relationship with his teammates. No, he has zero relationship with the organization yeah. in general. Yeah. Um, what were you going to say, Will? I was just going to add this in. Like he's This last season was his fourth year. He has a five-year contract at 197. Uh, 197. But I, I mean, he also made the All-NBA, so it's $231 million contract. And he's played less than two seasons worth of games. Way he just less. Seem, he seems yeah. very unmotivated to play for this team. Mm-hmm. But I'm yeah. saying that would be the perspective as the organization I would take. Yeah, he's played 114 games in two in four years. He was injured one of them, and we we're paying him 231 million dollars. Yeah, yeah, a reason to to move him. Right, that's what you're saying. Yeah, if I was. But the move him for what though? Just for a fresh start. You know, like a fresh. The thing start is, is like you you have a so, you have a solid. I mean, we saw the we've seen the Pelicans in spurts. Mm-hmm. There's a solid team there that you can yeah. build on. The missing piece is a, is a Zion. Mm-hmm. So knowing that you're not in complete, 
it's a weird situation in New Orleans, right? They're not in complete disaster mode mm -hmm. where it's like, all right, let them walk. We got a shitload of problems here. They're kind of in the middle mm -hmm. to where a Zion could take them closer to this side if he were motivated and healthy and right, in right. shape to play. On the other side of that, Zion does not seem motivated to play for this team in any capacity. Right. He does not seem like he is adamant about getting back in shape, getting back on the court. He almost seems like he does not want to be bothered that his mind and his desire to play is elsewhere. Where? Don't know. I'm not saying it's with a particular team. It's just elsewhere. So while I can understand the perspective of the Pelicans to say, hey, we're not so far gone. We need Zion because it could take us over the edge, not as a championship team, but it could take us over the edge. We could be a good basketball team. I don't know how you combat the lack of motivation from a player to want to play for you. Mm -hmm. I don't know what you can do with that. Yeah, it's a tough situation at the Pelicans. It's a very tough situation. Say the least. Yeah. yeah. So all right. So let's say that hypothetical that is you know swirling. Right now, you know, it's looking like the the the, Pel the, the excuse me the Trailblazers might go ahead and and just use their number three pick. But let's say they do actually tr something crazy happens and they trade it, you know, to the Pelicans. And the Pelicans move up to number three, and Zion Williamson actually goes to the Portland Trailblazers and teams up with Damian Lillard. Does that work? On an NBA scale, maybe, but isn't does that get them I mean, over? Is he going to be happy in Portland? That, I don't. Place... If he's not happy in New Orleans, he's not going to be he's happy in Portland. Yeah, he's not going to survive right? in Portland. Yeah, yeah. he's yeah. not going to be happy in Portland. But but from what it seems like is that Damian Lillard wants you know like like veteran help, not somebody. I mean, I, I guess you could say Zion Williamson's a young guy, but like. I don't, you know, when, I, when, I, he, when he says veteran help, I don't think he's referring to Zion. To Zion Williamson, right? Here's the issue with Zion. But a lot of people like that scenario. Here, but here's the issue with Zion. Is that when you, you can, Zion is, when he, Zion's at his best, he's super talented. Mm -hmm. Right? So, but the issue is that we haven't seen that enough. Right. From Zion. Over a sustained period. So all people have the memory of is this is an out of shape injured player consistently who's played what fifty five games mm. with the Pelicans. Who oh, Zion? Yeah, one hundred and fourteen. So fifty Total. what fifty five games last season? Uh, twenty nine last season, sixty one in twenty twenty. That's what I'm thinking. Sixty. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so he's paid, played a little bit over a hundred games with this organization mm -hmm. that has paid him, that drafted him, that has been patient with him. So all people have in their memory is, is that. The Zion of Duke is so far in the back burner yeah. that it's going to be hard for a team who is further along than the Pelicans are to see the value in Zion. Him on, yeah. Because all they have is what he is now, not what he has been in the past. And it's unfortunate because I think Zion at his best mm. is sensational. Yeah. But I haven't seen that in years. Yes, I don't know if it's worth Like, do you trust it? Right. BC actually brought up a good point, which was that the first four years, if we look at Joel Embiid in comparison, he was injured the first two, so more years injured. That is and he actually played point. less games, 94. Wow. So 10, uh, no, 20 less games than Zion's played at this point. And wow. you're talking about the MVP, so. Yeah, nobody's, I feel like that's never been said, huh? What, which part? Just I, I don't think it's ever been, uh, it's never been put into perspective for you know to me like that. So you said through four, the first four years of their career, he's played yeah both Joel of them played Embiid, less than 115 games. And Zion won 14 less than Zion. 
And he played 94. Yeah. 31 the 16-17 season mm-hmm. and the 17-18 he played 63, so 94. So like if you look at that and what his trajectory on, was, that could also be the Pelicans like looking at it from that perspective like he is a talent, let's just work with him, train him, get his diet right. Absolutely, but I'm saying in terms of moving him Remember, to, the Pelicans are going to want a lot in return for Zion. Mm. Correct. Because they knew they know what the ceiling was. Right. They know what the ceiling could be if he fixed the intangibles. Mm-hmm. They're going to want a lot. Yeah. If you're an organization that is a contender or a deep playoff team, a team that has their crap together... Are you going to overhaul your team for a Zion when you don't know what version of Zion you're going to get? Are you going to trust that you could be the magic team that changes Zion Williamson around mm-hmm. when the Zion Williamson you've seen for X amount of years is this version? Yeah. No. Are you going to take that gamble? Because right. you're going to have to move a bunch of pieces and some picks to go ahead and get them. Yeah. It's going to take a team that's going to be convinced, right, in, in yeah. Zion's future in order to even allow this trade to happen. So, no, you make a good point there. You make a good and point. And... The hardest thing to fix is lack of motivation. Right. Mm. You can fix a lot. You can Big fix time. a jump shot. You can go ahead and get someone in shape. You can fix footwork. You can teach a player defense. You cannot fix lack of motivation. That is a mental thing. That mm. is a thing between the player and the player's being. There is nothing yeah. you as an organization can do to force motivation happening from a player. And I don't know if people trust that Zion is able to have that motivation within himself. Yeah. And that's a hard thing to combat when they're, when organizations and front offices and GMs don't trust you. Yeah. Well, my hope is that he, he only is lacking motivation just because of his current situation. Hopefully he feels motivated as a hooper, as a basketball player, because and I hope there's people telling them, you know, what you just yeah. told us and informed us. Like, there's guys that started their career just like this. You just know, like that, 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 yeah. they've had injuries and then they've panned out, you know. So hopefully that's not what he's dealing with. And he yeah. just would rather just be in a different scenario. It could be. he could, his, yeah. his lack of motivation could be tied to he doesn't want to play there. Yeah. That's that's my hope. Yeah. That's, that's my hope. That's all. But, just don't um, give up the bags, Zion. Yeah, yeah, no. So but let's talk about let's talk about the NBA draft, right? So that the draft is tonight at seven thirty. Cover starts at seven thirty p.m. And I want to talk about some, you know, the top three draft prospects, right? We got Victor Wembiana, we got Brandon Miller, and we got Scoot Henderson. I mean, so so Victor Wembyama is the projected number one overall pick. I want to talk about him, right? Like. Are you believing the hype around him too, Ashley? Do you think he he's he's somebody that's going to be like, uh, like a, a generational talent? I'm talking like a LeBron James, uh, you know, a, a guy like Shaq who had just all of that, you know, that hype, but also lives up to the hype. Yes, and I was borderline until I heard him sit down with JJ Redick, and he was speaking about his mental, mm. and he basically said. You know, this controls everything that I want to do. And when I'm out there, you know, I'm free in that universe. And I know that it's more than just my body. It's more than just my skill set. It's this. And I have to take care of this. And to have that mindset at such a young age, where I mean, this is counter of what we're talking about with Zion, right? You yeah. can be the best and you can have all the talents in the world. But his mind is strong. And his mind is 
what I feel like is going to have him accomplish great things mm. is because he knows that this is his most powerful weapon, not his body. Everything else is secondary to that. And um, that really kind of just solidified my confidence in him. Also, the fact that he's going to a situation in San Antonio where, you know, he has Popovich, who, you know, is a genius. And also on top of that, he's going to be able to make mistakes under the comfort of not being in the spotlight. And what I mean by that is, yeah, you know, you may see more Spurs games on national TV than ever before, but it's still a very small market. So unlike a player who, say, goes to L.A. or a player who goes to New York or a player who goes to, um, I don't know, what's another, Chicago. Is Chicago considered a big market anymore? No, I don't mm-hmm. think it's considered a big market. Yeah, right? Like I think it's in between. Yeah. Okay, New York and L.A., I can't think of a bigger market right now. He He's not going to have that immense pressure right away. This mm-hmm. is not a team that's expected to win anything. This is not a team that's going, you know, fighting for a chip. He can make mistakes underneath the comfort of his own bubble. You know, I think about R.J. Barrett. When R.J. was drafted to the Knicks, he even spoke about this a few times. He had the mentality he was able to combat it, but he said that, you know, when you go to New York, you have to be ready to play right away. Those fans are not um, the nicest. You know what I mean? They're not not the most patient. They want to win, and they want to win now. Right. So the mistakes that you make, which are expected as a rookie and as a young player, are under a different microscope. They're under a different level of scrutiny. In San Antonio, that's not going to be an issue for him. Yeah, you'll have the media, and like I said, you'll have more Spurs games that are on TV, but you'll still have the comfort of a small market that you can grow in. I think it's the perfect environment for him on top of the fact that his mental, the conditioning program in San Antonio is going to be phenomenal for him. I'm a believer. What, what do you think the first three years, you know, looks like for him in San Antonio? Like, you know, for, so look, if we're looking at, at the Spurs last year, they were the worst team, you know, in the Western Conference, right? 22 wins, 60 losses. Do you see them becoming maybe by year two, year three, a play-in team, yes. maybe even a playoff team? Yeah. You yes. Know? Yeah. No, I think I, I think Victor might might have a, have a, have a good impact on him. Definitely, I think I think he has to put a little bit of weight on for sure. Just a little bit. That's so, all I'd say. It's giving me Chet Henderson or what is it, Chet Chet Holgren. Holgren. Holgren yeah. It's giving me those kind of vibes. So I do hope like he comes in and maybe puts on upwards in that first three years of fifty pounds. Yeah. And I think for me, the convincing um, uh, uh, image was when they had that game and that guy tried to like dunk on him. Yeah. He just came down court smooth, crossed him up, yeah. and then just dunk. Like it was just yeah. like. You're looking at a point, a seven foot three point guard right there. Yeah. So it's like to have handles like that. He's I think so maybe by year three he's competing more, but he has to put that weight on. Yeah, yeah. No, he's he's good. He's good. Um, and and I want to talk about you know the the other two, uh, you know prospects that 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 are supposed to go in the top three. We got Brandon Miller and Scoot Henderson. Now, Ashley, if you're you know the Hornets, they got the number two pick. Mm-hmm. Who are you picking? You picking I, I heard that they're going to. I heard they're taking Scoot. Yeah, it's so. Let me let me see if I read that correctly. But I heard that the the word on the curb is, is they're it, looking it, at that Scoot. Scoot now. That's what I heard. BC's confirming. Yeah, because I know initially Brandon Miller, you know, it, it, it was going back and forth, right? It was it was kind of like how like how uh, you know. Yeah, the I, I see online they have some. Yeah, they're gaining. It says per Shams that they are gaining serious momentum at number two 
um, the Charlotte Hornets with Scoot Henderson before tonight's draft. Team has final meetings today to settle on decision. I would take him. You'd take Scoot, right? I think it makes more sense with what the, the Hornets have right now, right? I would take him. Because um, you look at, uh, it's like, because Scoot Henderson is you know, more so a combo guard, we'd say, right? He'd probably play the two in Charlotte. Hopefully, you know, uh, LaMelo Ball makes a, a full comeback by the start of the year. That backcourt there would be pretty good, if you ask me, Scoot Henderson and, and LaMelo Ball. But then you got a guy like Brandon Miller. So Brandon Miller, then, you think he makes more sense on the Trailblazers? For sure. Yeah. Mm. And that way, if PG ends up going to the Trailblazers, he'll play with his GOAT. Oh, <laughs> that's right. The GOAT. The GOAT. The GOAT. Paul yeah. George himself. His, well, his GOAT. Yeah, his GOAT, yeah. His GOAT. Yeah, let's, let's clarify that. That's, that's, <laughs> the that's GOAT. PG the GOAT. No, but um, apparently the Knicks are in talks with the Clippers for the GOAT, PG-13. Mm. Um, so... I may have to steal him from Brandon Miller. But, yeah, I think I think um, he makes more sense in Portland. And I feel like Scoot makes more sense in um, Charlotte, in Charlotte. LaMelo. Now, now, I wanted to ask this question, too. Who do you think makes a, a bigger impact, you know, a bigger immediate impact when they get to the league? Henderson, Scoot, or Miller? I said Henderson, Scoot. Wemby, um, Henderson, or Miller? I'm going to say, I mean, we don't know who's going to go where, right. but I say whoever goes to Portland makes the bigger impact. They're going to be asked to make the bigger impact. Whoever goes to Portland makes the bigger impact. Yeah. I still believe Wembyama has a couple years. Yeah. Yeah. But you're right. I think it's it's between Scoot and Brandon Brandon Miller, right? Yeah. I yeah. think Wembyama has like like the biggest opportunity, the best opportunity to be, make the biggest impact because I think he's going to be asked to do more than probably all three of those guys let, let me ask you guys this because mm. Scoot Henderson he's coming from the G League he is yeah they I wonder if that team. adds a little bit oh you know what, you know what that I mean? is true he is coming from the G League yeah. so like it adds a little bit of grit like I gotta playing, do this I gotta he's against you know NBA I, I wouldn't say NBA level yeah but yeah, guys I'm gonna that go played Scoot. in NBA I'm gonna go Scoot he's coming which ooh that actually changes things for me, yeah, that's why I brought it up because I'm like it. It, it could mean a I little think different. Scoot. If I'm Dame, I'm asking. I want Scoot. Yeah, you want that grit. I want that, not just the grit, but the semi NBA ready. He's been playing in the G League, right? Um, yeah, I feel like Scoot's been in the NBA for years now, almost because he's yeah he's been in the G League and, and you know he's been showing up in the. Uh, he he also played in the um in, in the but, uh, I mean, Rising Star. I want to say he played in the Rising Star. Brandon yeah. Miller is po is pretty polished though. Yeah. I mean. <sighs> yeah, he's good. He's good. Like I said, I, I'm excited to watch all three of these. Guys. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go them. Scoot though. I'm gonna switch it. I'm gonna go Scoot. Yeah, I think all three of them are are definitely gonna make a, an immediate impact. Um, like I said, when Mayama, I think they're gonna be asking. He he's gonna be asked the most of, if that makes sense, right? Well, like he's I the think, number one pick. Yeah, so. yeah. He's gonna he's gonna have to contribute more to his respective team but the guy that i'm gonna be following the most is gonna be henderson because i think he is i mean he's a hooper he's yeah a he's dog. one of them ones yeah he's he's one of those ones and, and like yeah. you said where i mean wherever he goes where it'd be interesting it would be cool to see him playing with with lamello ball though that would be a cool a yeah. cool dynamic duo to watch but um but yeah henderson i think i think he's the one to make the the, the, the biggest impact yeah I, I would agree yeah. with that 
Yeah. Something to me about a guy that's gone through G League, it just feels like he's ready. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. day one. And they got a different. 82. They got also a different level, a different chip on their shoulder. Yeah. Let, Correct. Let me, let me Correct. confirm this. Hold on, let me see. Because Scoo Henderson, what? I'm gonna see. Let me see what his G League G League stats were. I got did him right have, here. Yeah, did you have those? Up? He's 16.5 points, mm-hmm. 1.1 steals, half a block, and 6.5 assists per game. Yeah, Scoot's gonna be that dog. And I mean, this, I, yeah. it's. I would be very surprised if Charlotte doesn't take him. Yeah. I'd be very surprised. Yeah. I'd be very surprised if he falls in the lap of the Portland Trailblazers. Very surprised. Yeah. I think he just goes as soon as, you know, as soon as possible. Um, But yeah, yeah. Like he played in the Rising Stars game. I remember this. He played in the Rising Stars game. It was the, was the leading scorer. School Henderson. Yeah. He's going to be a problem. He's gonna be a problem at the next level, so I'm excited to see where he goes tonight. But guys, I think I think that's a wrap. That's it. I think that's a wrap. Ashley, you want to send them send, send the show off? Well, everyone, thank you for another amazing week of paper route. Make sure you guys tune into the NBA draft tonight, 7:30. We'll be watching Wemby Watch and everything that follows. Um, that does us. We will be back next week. Absolutely. Will Brandon be here? Not sure. Maybe he'll be in Greece or <laughs> Tokyo or Australia, but we'll be here. Absolutely. It's myself, Corey Holmes, Andrew, BC in the back. Oh, I didn't ever say everyone's nickname. Yeah, you Hold missed on. that all up. Woo in the West, Corey in the cut, BC in the back, booth. And, in the and me. Oh, in the booth. Back, booth, whatever. <laughs> and I'm Ashley Nicole Moss. We'll see you guys next week. Bye. See Have a good you. weekend. You. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.